this podcast. What's your favorite color of jumpsuit, Jordan? <laughs> Orange. Okay, good. I think that there's a lot of those available. Did you know that uh, I read this morning that Joe Biden released a prisoner from Gitmo who had been there for 19 years? And I think and my first thought was, well, of course, they've got to make room for the, the people the people spreading disinformation or misinformation. Is there a difference between disinformation and misinformation? Yeah, a D or an M. Yeah, a D or an M. Well, what a strange, strange week we've had if you follow free speech and liberty you know the, you've just the been, liberty you've just movement been following the main mainstream and alternate media press uh, there's a few things going on and uh this i think this episode we're going to talk about free speech and censorship heavily but we also we also have to point out some of the inconsistencies just blatant cognitive dissonances that are being repeatedly churned in the public mind Remember the quote we we brought up by Orwell maybe four or five episodes ago where he talked about how the 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 rulers can turn on turn the public opinion like turning on and off a faucet and that was before the covid outbreak before the before the uh mind virus of 2020 that was before was before it, you know the January 6th Capitol insurrection against democracy that uh, Orwell made that statement, you know, 50, 70 years ago. And we're literally right in the midst of the corporate media outlets are sort of trying to rationalize for America why it's important for them to control the narrative, not obliquely, but overtly. It's, it's this strange, I mean, you should hear, this should be the topic of discussion everywhere, is, that, is this, since when did the government become the arbiters of truth? Since when did they have a responsibility to control discourse in America? And since when did Facebook or the corporate giants, since when did it become somebody's responsibility to even ferret out and target and destroy or censor or destroy the lives of unperson people who were talking in ways they didn't like? Since when? When I'll tell well, you when it okay. was last year. It was it started early last year that it became sort of an official uh, a pro, they a topic that they deem appropriate to talk about because this is not American. This is not this is not go along with our freedom ethos. This is a new development that somehow it's okay for them to clamp down on what they call misinformation. And it arrived with the coronavirus. It is in fact the virus. I don't think it arrived. But- with the coronavirus, I think it came out of its hidey hole. Okay, well, okay, so it, it's been it's been discussed in the last ten or fifteen years in the in the guise of hate speech, right? Right, right, right. And that's that's where the real 
attack on free speech began was when they wanted to start criminalizing speech in a well they could just call it hate speech it, they could call whatever they wanted to hate speech the same way that they're calling whatever they want to right now misinformation harmful right. misinformation right yeah because if if you don't like somebody you call them a racist that was that was the first tactic right and you could ruin you ruin their reputation but i i would go back you could go back to you know galileo said that the earth uh orbited the sun right am i getting that right and he so. was he was charged with heresy right there's always authority centralized authorities of the, of the time whatever the time is have always acted like this We've we've talked about we've mentioned William Tyndale before. He was burned at the stake. Who burned him at the stake? The Catholic Church. Right, the church. And what was his crime? Well, among them was he wouldn't translate the word church or ecclesia from the Greek into the word church. He he wanted to call it an assembly. So mis, his misinformation. It, it, was, he, it was about translation. <laughs> it was about his uh, speaking out and teaching things that were contrary to. Harm, the, harmful misinformation. Yeah, that was the, his crime. Infor- yeah, the <laughs> harm, harmful to the oligarchy of the day. Right. So I, this is, I don't think it's new, but I think you are right in the sense that here in, in America, in the, well, in the, I would, I would say the West, like, because it's in really, we got to talk about our favorite, our favorite undernourished dictator, Yacinda Ardern. Oh, down in New Zealand. She kind of looks like she doesn't eat enough. One, one, one comment that said that she looked like she's on meth, but she, she could be, her, she might be, she very well might be her. She had absolutely terrifying comments the other day and behind her are all these, you know, yes, men literally just Bob nodding their heads like bobbleheads. Wasn't it something like, uh, you know, come to us. We have the truth. Don't if you hear anything, well, don't. I think what I'm going to do don't is believe. we could try to play her comments and hold it up to the mic. Maybe I'll just find them and splice them in. But well, pl- try, play them. She, Let's see if you can find them. I I uh, I bookmark these types of things so I can find them later. That usually works. Our our low budget uh, seat of the pants program. We've we've done many right. a many a hold hold the microphone to the speaker. My phone is too close to the microphone and it makes those bad noises. But she um. She yeah she basically said, "We will be your sole truth, your sole source of truth." Um, let me just find it. Okay, well while you're looking for that, other, and just to recap some of the things that have happened this week, there was a, an exchange between the White House press secretary, and and I've got the transcripts pulled up too, so we can go through the whole thing if we want to, not word for word, but we can get, make sure we hit all the points, all <laughs> well, the, the important po- points. The point is, it turns out the White House is directing Facebook to silence certain people. Facebook, as you know, a lot of libertarians struggle with this because Facebook is a private company. Well, it's actually a publicly traded company, but it's a it's a business and it's not government and it shouldn't, therefore they don't want it to be regulated. Well, there, there's this old, but they've become the public square and they act like a monopoly. There's they, this old idea, right? That public or uh, private companies can decide who they should serve and who they shouldn't. The irony in the censorship, the pro censorship people that are making that argument would burn down a diner that didn't allow a black person to come into their establishment and that's kind of the old classic example, right? That goes back to the Civil Rights Act. 
Mm-hmm. So these lunch counters and things were forced to allow it to serve everybody and anybody. Now, the argument even back then that people like, well, I don't want to put words in people's mouths, but like Barry Goldwater comes to mind. And maybe mm-hmm. he didn't make this argument or not, but he was a prominent kind of conservative libertarian at that time, is that these lunch counters had the right to serve or not serve anybody they wanted. Now, it might be good or bad business, Right. But the point is it needed to be up to them who to serve. And that's a good principle. But see, Facebook, and Facebook does have that right. They can have whatever stupid community guidelines they want. And we can choose to abide by them and use their product. Well, we're the product. Use their service (laughs) or their website or not. But that's not what's happening. What's happening is that the White House, and my guess is that for a long time, the intelligence agencies have been doing this anyway. But the White House has openly admitted that they are forcing or coercing or strongly urging Facebook to allow or disallow, what to allow or or not allow. Mm -hmm. I guess an equivalent would be like if the federal government was going to, if we want to continue our analogy, was going to these diners and making sure that they didn't allow certain people. Which yeah. is what kind of happened because Jim Crow laws were laws. They were laws enforced by the state. It wasn't just grassroots racism. There was probably some of that. But anyway, I got off topic a yeah, little bit. It was institutional bit. racism in that sense. But uh, you're going to play these comments yeah, by the... I'm going to play them. It's bugging the me, this little... Of, this dictator of New Zealand. I apologize for the little interference. These phones... If you get your cell phone too close to the microphone or this other electrical equipment, you get that little. So I apologize for that. But let me let me see if I could play this in a way that isn't terrible sounding. If if it's terrible, I'll edit it out and I'll put, just put, put the source audio <laughs> in like a real production team would do. But let's play. This is Jacinda. Take too much time. This is Jacinda Ardern, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, the prison colony of New Zealand. And uh, this is her comments last week. Um, We will share with you the most up-to-date information daily. You can trust us as a source of that information. Uh, You can also trust the Director General of Health and the Ministry of Health. For that information, do feel free to visit at any time to clarify any rumour you may hear, covid19.govt.nz. Otherwise, dismiss anything else. We will continue to be your single source of truth. We will provide information frequently. We will share everything we can, uh, everything you are, else you see, um, a grain of salt. Uh, and so I really ask people to focus. The most egregious example of that appears to be this text which originated in the late... All right. And I, I don't know why the room she was in, in was so Zid. noisy. In Zid. But we... Can you do a Kiwi accent? That's pretty awesome stuff. We are your single source of truth. Take everything else with a grain of salt. That wasn't very good. It's pretty close. I can kind of, if I watch, if I watch Hunt for the Wilder People, which is a New Zealand made film. It's actually a film made by um, Taki, the same guy who's made some of the Avengers films. He Hmm. made uh, Jojo Rabbit. I can never remember his name. He's a, he's from New Zealand. He's really kind of oh, a is hot, he the guy that's hot director in, uh, right now. Ragnarok. Yeah, he's the voice of the rock guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. He, and uh, he he made this movie called Hunt for the Wilder People. It's really quirky and bizarre. But if I watch that, 
I can kind of do a pretty good New Zealand accent after that. Right. I watched it on the plane when I went to New Zealand a few years ago. And I was going to try to pass as a local, but it didn't work. We will continue to be your single source of truth. Take everything else with a grain of salt. Yeah, but she only adds that on. It's way too late. We will right. continue to be your single source yeah, of only truth. Only come to us, she says. We will continue to be your single source of truth. That should scare the it's terrifying bejeebers out of any thinking person. That, it's terrifying. That that is a that is amazing. That 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 was uttered by a Western. Uh, governor well, not or only ruler, that, whatever you want to call a, him, a dictator few, is what uh, I would call him now. A few years well, actually, ago, puppet, puppet dictator. Excuse a, me. A few years ago, She's just a puppet. A few years ago, New Zealand would be high on the list of free countries. Free to countries. Move to. Yeah. You know, really tolerant of, of of a lot of ideas and just. And New Zealand is great. I've been very there. friendly to business. They film a but, lot of movies uh, down there. So I put on Twitter how terrifying I thought this was, and this person says, um. Uh, where is the? Oh, it's, well, I can't find you it. You may not want to disclose. Th- this person said we may we may be getting to the point where you don't want to get that Twitter account linked to this podcast for your well, own safety. I did have <laughs> I did have my Twitter account suspended for spreading harmful misinformation. Okay, so yeah, that's right. You 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 pointed that out. So you're I got a twelve hour timeout. So this is interesting, and this is conniving. But before I tell that, let me finish that other thought. There, there was a person who responded who said, who said that New Zealand is great. They have a mild climate. They have beaches. And we're doing just fine. And I'm just like, clearly her, Ardern's, you know, propaganda is working. The point isn't that you have a nice climate. Okay, you're losing your freedom. You are trapped on that island. You can't leave. And nobody could come and rescue you. Anyway, yeah. So, so I, I was, I committed a crime. Uh, uh, I, I spread harmful misinformation, which I do every day on Twitter by, you know, by the, by somebody's standards. <laughs> but my, my, I think I, I suspect because I don't have a very big voice on Twitter. It's just me shouting into the void. <laughs> but I suspect somebody reported me because I was having sort of a back and forth about PCR tests. We're still ca- arguing you showed, about those. You showed me the tweet. You just said something about that they don't work and asymptomatic spread has been proven to be a uh, false. Well, what I said was that, it wasn't, that the it hypersensitivity wasn't even... of them has fed the the lie of asymptomatic spread. Yeah, but, but even the point is it was a two-sentence tweet. Right. So it was a it was like, no, that doesn't work or yes, that does work. So So we're to the point where people like Bobby, are being censored for two-sentence two tweets. And by the way, remember in the wake of the January 6th thing, I was emailing repeatedly to a, a group of about 60 family and friends, not including the family and friends that I know have gone statist. Mm-hmm. I have a few members of the family that uh, we can't really talk anymore because they've, they're, they've gone statist. And uh, their minds have been inseminated with ideas that Broken. are not their own <laughs> to use a, a euphemism. They're, they're birthing children <laughs> of the state. Uh, I was, 
I was emailing out to people that I had a longstanding email relationship with. And I found out from my brother, my father, my aunt, and other close associates that my emails were being, the Gmails, so this is just Gmail, that my Gmails were all being filtered to spam. Okay. Now, those of you that are computer specialists or whatever out there, you can try and f make whatever excuse you want. But prior to those emails, which were largely about censorship and how we could see the censorship coming and that it was a made-for-television event to try and amp up the public and give them a moral justification, a loose moral justification to censor half of the country, my emails were filtered to spam. And I had to make some changes, uh, cool it off. I, my, I had to notify family members to take me out of the spam box so that I could continue to get emails back and forth, just regular emails back right. and forth between these people. And I, it had a chilling effect. I mean, I haven't emailed a bunch of folks very Google much in the last is, six months. Google is monitoring what you host on your Google Drive, which, you, which is supposed to be kind of private, right? There was somebody who recently claimed that they had a document that they created and kind of the same thing. It was going viral and Google just removed it, just removed mm -hmm. it. And they got a little warning. You cannot host misinformation. And this person linked to the policy. And yeah, Google's got a policy there where you cannot use their service. Again, see, they, they, they couch this all in. It's our, our little community guidelines which are forever changing. You can't use this us to host harmful misinformation. But nobody knows what that is. What is harmful misinformation? So anyway, Twitter Twitter pinged me for harmful misinformation and they give you a choice. They say you can get access to your account right away. Just delete the tweet. Just delete the tweet and they give you a little button. Delete the tweet. Francis Francesco burn the book. Burn the book. Just, just delete the tweet. I'm like, it's only 12 hours. There are four lights. Right. There are four lights. <clears throat> Say there are five lights, and I will let you go and live a happy but life. But they lead you, they mislead you, because I thought it's only 12 hours, and I had a busy day planned, so I was like, whatever. I can probably do I me can some, last 12 it'll hours. It'll do me some good to get off Twitter for a day. Well, the 12 hours elapsed, and my account wasn't restored. It says... After, it, after you delete at, the tweet? Af, yeah, you still have to delete the tweet. And it says this tweet, what, 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 where the tweet used to be, will be replaced by a, a, a basically a, a scarlet a, a, letter. A, yeah, a badge scarlet of shame. letter. This tweet was deleted for de violating Twitter's policy on harmful misinformation. So you <laughs> see, the, see the libertarians. And I've got a red mark against my account. Yeah, see, the libertarians out there are saying, well, they're a private company, they can do that. Well, this, this private company colluded with Amazon and with Google and a variety of other companies to completely deplatform Parler, right. which was a competitor that was gaining massive amounts of traction in the wake of the January 6th thing. So if you try to create your own competitive network because the reason remember the power of the network because is people are saying just make so your many, own make right, your own there's so many people that are already using it right they've they've enjoyed certain public uh governmental lack of regulation to to become these large co corporations and to to be able to gain their secret sauce if you will their their um 
their little dynamo engine, which is the people. These are crowdsourced. That's Facebook is crowdsourced. Right. That means it doesn't exist without the crowd. So therefore, it is essentially the public square, and it is ought to be for that reason subject to certain well they rules they've been, re- relative they, to free speech. They've been protected. They've been protected against what people might say on their platforms, which made them a, a platform, a soapbox, yeah. where you can throw your soapbox down and stand up on it and say whatever crap you want to say. But see, the point and is... And Facebook can't be held liable. But, th- but they are... And that's correct. That that's should right. they be should, the case. That should be the case. Now they must be held liable because they're arbiting right. um, the information. But they look, also... They have two instances of behaving like a monopoly and crushing competition. You've got Parler and you've got Gab. The right. guy that started the Gab social network a couple of years ago, they deemed him so bad they found they found some uh, evidence of white supremacist hate speech on there before one of these uh, right. before there was some sort of a violent crime and they so they held this guy responsible for the content on his platform and now this guy can't even he he penned uh, an op-ed for Zero Hedge at one point. Do you know that Visa Mastercard has uh, some sort of a an algorithm or some sort of little Stasi group that is watching to see if him or any of his associates try to get a, a merchant account for, right. the, for the uninformed. A merchant account is the credit card equivalent of a bank account. It allows you to connect the uh, Visa MasterCard mechanisms into your banking system so you can actually get paid via credit card. Yeah, so it's you how you sell stuff online. So you, As a merchant, you can't use... Uh, credit card processing without a merchant account and they so they deemed this gab guy so terrible that that he can't even get a merchant account he'll get one set up or an associate will get one set up and within a matter of a week and he and he and he pointed this out in his uh zero hedge i don't i don't know if it was for zero hedge but he wrote an editorial an open letter that he sent out to all the freedom oriented alternative media and this was two years ago Right. Or three years ago, he cannot do business in the agora, in 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 the public square, because monopoly powers are colluding against him. So we have that example of him being deplatformed. We have plenty of other people like Alex Jones that have been deplatformed, people that have been kicked off of um, YouTube or the right. Google ad networks or whatever. So they can't get so they, they they generally will get deplatformed in, ste- in steps. They'll get demonetized. But then shadow banned, demonetized. But but once you get to the point of Gab or Parler, where you're a direct threat to Facebook, which Facebook, Twitter, the, apparently that's the big enchilada because then they then they colluded to have them kicked off of their hosting provider. In the case of Parler, that was Amazon Web Services, the the Amazon Cloud. Gab was kicked off of GoDaddy, uh, and all their hosting was was shut down within a matter of of a day or two. But that they can't get merchant processing. And so basically they, they're destroying these companies and they use the excuse that it's to cut down on hate speech or misinformation. Right. But this is direct competition. Who are, who are the competitors to Facebook now? Well, there's, there's one out there and that's Telegram. I'll, if if uh, you don't use Tele- I haven't used Telegram, but that's something to investigate if you're looking for an alternative because they seem to be fairly resilient. For now. For now. And I think well, they're they're also they, a foreign company. They're not these guys they're not aren't, based in the United States. These guys aren't just colluding against competitors, which is as old as you know, business. 
Well, they're you know, colluding but, against truth. But they're colluding. You know, one obvious example is that they colluded with the Biden campaign and they buried the Hunter Biden laptop story, called it Russian misinformation, called it a hoax, called it whatever. And of course, we know it's true. It's a true this story. Is, this is they well, also colluded with the Bi- with the with the Hillary campaign to amplify the whole Russia conspiracy against Trump. Well, the Hillary uh, uh, again didn't vote for Trump. We've talked about Trump. You, uh, you I want to make doesn't it matter. clear. It people, doesn't matter people what, who are listening what, to this podcast. Take the candidate. Might, might want to say, oh, because you're. That, see, that's the dichotomy, the false dichotomy that they've got us caught up in, is that they think that. You you can you can say something bad about Hillary and then they, you get character assassinated for being right. a Trump supporter. You got to take the candidate names out of it and just look at the actions and how terrifying. We had a Watergate level scandal that did, that never broke this I last it, couple I think of years. It, it was, I think it, it would have dwarfed it eclipsed Watergate, Watergate because you had the Clinton campaign who fabricated a bunch of information about their opponent. The opponent won, and then that that faction of of the secret combination spent the next four years trying to. Spying on the sitting president, trying to basically an internal coup of the president of the United States. Essentially remove the president of the United States. And he's, look, he's Gadiant number two, in my opinion. I know that offends a lot of Trump supporters, but he, he, his former job was professional wrestling reality TV show. He plays the heel. We've talked about that. He plays the heel and... Which means he's the bad guy that this is, you love to hate. We need to get to Jen Psaki because this is okay. a, this is a good time hold, hold for on, it. Hold on. Before you do that, I just want to put re- a it's marker. Relevant. Yeah, but I want to put a marker out there. You go ahead and rant for a minute. But we've got to talk about what the state really is because it is my contention that when people say government, they they think one thing, but they don't recognize what the true ruling power of the country is. And this is getting back to Bernays comments we talked about last week. There is a there is a true ruling power of the country. It constitutes an invisible government if you will. It's not invisible anymore. It's very clear. Last week was the we talked about the great unmasking. It's clear that these powers are working in collusion uh in a collective manner against truth, against the the diversity of ideas. That in and of itself is is evidence of two things. Number one, that they are a government together. So that means your government includes what we would call the government and then all these corporate interests that serve the same oligarchy. And number two, that they're evil because the censorship is evidence of that. You, if you're a cen- if you censor, it doesn't matter if you censor. That proves. You're, you there's, cannot withstand the light of day. There's your, no your ideas, righteous censorship. Your ideas, your ideology cannot withstand the light of day. So the censorship in and of itself, this fact that we're now discussing misinformation and hate speech and all that stuff, that we need to take people offline, we need to, to exclude them from the public square, that is proof positive that we are not in Kansas anymore, that we have uh, an evil regime controlling us. That's the proof. You don't need to look any farther. If they will allow the discourse, then we can discuss it and debate it. But because they won't allow it, they have proven themselves to be evil. That's it. So those are my two points. I'll save those for later because well, we're they gonna, need to be explored. If you're still not convinced, wait till you hear Ms. Saki. If you're not aware, she is the White House press secretary. And look, it's a low bar, but she is one of the worst press secretaries 
I've ever seen. And we've had some bad ones. Well, she's allowed to just state blatant contradictions but, to say whatever she well, wants. She doesn't even answer and even, questions. And even half if they the call time. her on it, she just acts all self righteous. Right. Like she well, gets mad. Huh, huh, you know. Uh, well, it, I would have to, thought that you you were on board with the program. What what happened to your mind control chip? Right. You know, in this exchange, one of the reporters pushes her on it, and she gets really, really frustrated with that. But she gives these ridiculous press conferences, and there's a question. I don't. The the this is the WhiteHouse.gov transcript. It doesn't specify which reporter asks the questions, but. Uh, <coughs> sorry. Question: The administration. Well, let's see, because she cuts off. Okay, and now. Okay, and here's the question. Sorry, I'm, I'm reading. Yeah, we're the, not going to cut that. I'm reading it all backwards. <laughs> you went through kind of a top line details of this yesterday. This is a reporter, but can you elaborate a little bit on Facebook? Sure, she says. The administration, this is still now a reporter, the administration to Facebook flagging of disinformation. And there's also some reporting that we've had that Facebook maybe hasn't been as proactive as the White House would like it to be in response to some of the flagging. So the process of how the flagging works and then whether Facebook has been amenable to those requests. Now let's remember the word flagging is just a word for censorship. Right, and by the way, while we're thinking about this, the fact that it's public, the fact that the, those reporters are talking about it, I mean, they wouldn't let him in the room if they didn't right. want to have this conversation. That's just them normalizing the idea that right. it's okay for them to do this. This has been going on. Anything the government makes public, it's been going on for a long, long time. And we can go ahead and again, well, once again that, link to Operation Mockingbird documents where it's very clear the CIA has been involved in this, been involved in this since the inception of the television. Right. Ms. Saki Saki admits as much. She says, this is her answer. She says, sure. Well, I would say first, it shouldn't come as any surprise that we're in regular touch with social media platforms. Right there. Right there. Alarms should be going off in your head. Just like we're in regular touch with all of you and your media outlets. More alarms. Yep. About areas where we have concern, information that might be useful, information that may or may not be interesting to your viewers. Why are you in contact with media about information that may or may not be interesting to your viewers? Uh, anyway, there's so much packed in here. And the one guy p- pushed her on it, but there, he, he, he got, she pushed back and he backed down. But well, this, that's the scripted. She continues. The, the scripted. Maybe un, it, maybe it's not officially scripted, but that's sort of the the we we all recognize the the limits to this conversation, and so I'm going to ask a few pointed questions, see if I can get my get right. myself out there, right. and then and then uh, let the let the White House set me straight. And she continues. She says, "You all, meaning the, the press, you all make decisions, just like the social media platforms make decisions." Again. Who, who gave any of these people the right to make decisions about what I can say or read? Even though they're a private sector company and different, but just as an example. I, I don't understand this last sentence. It's just gobbledygook. Now, this is where it gets really interesting. <coughs> she says, so we are 
regular, regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health that we and many other Americans seeing are seeing across all of social and traditional media. And we work to engage with them to better understand the enforcement of social media platform policies. No, she did, just says it. We're making sure that the right narratives are being amplified and the wrong narratives are being censored. Now, didn't you point out earlier, I can't remember if it was on the air or not, that the Surgeon General has declared information a health crisis? Yeah, we'll get to that because uh, it's really important too. He, he, in fact, I think she refers to him in this. Because this is very coordinated is what I'm saying. This it's is a coordinated so coordinated. Role. And guess who? Guess who jumped right on the train? Mr. Me Too himself? Our favorite? Pencer Scox. <laughs> hey, we made it 33 minutes. 33 minutes. But he said the same thing. Facebook is killing people. That's what he said. Joe Biden said that. Facebook is killing people because of harmful misinformation that is stopping people from getting vaccinated. So therefore people are dying because you're not getting vaccinated because if you're not vaccinated, you are a, it's a death sentence. Now remember that it became very clear in the last election and the prior election that all the Facebook executives are doing a revolving door, musical chairs, uh, rearrange the seats, Chinese fire drill type of a, dance with the white house oh yeah so with the democrat now again it's not a democrat republican thing but they're they're heavily involved in the administration in this administration and uh prior administrations maybe well, maybe not so much and that's obviously with the trump administration but but so they're the way they're framing facebook that facebook's killing people it's like telling it's like your right arm telling your left arm to stop killing people that's that's what's going on here. They're, right. they're members of the well, same and, body. And, and it's also just absurd on its face. Okay, it, reading something on Facebook isn't killing anybody. Well, and and this is how far they've moved the narrative. If that's the case, remember, then so are all the media companies. Remember prior to about twenty. Remember prior to about twenty fifteen, it would be absurd to say that if you were if you were vaccinated, that you were still at risk. The whole point of vaccines, the whole point of an immunization, is to make you immune. Do we need to define the terms here? What does immune mean? What, someone please from the from the uh, it means nothing astral anymore. realm tell us what immune means. They've ruined Somebody. that word. They've ruined that word. So if you have an immunization, you're supposed to be protected against the disease. And so it's supposed to be your choice because you can be protected. So here... And, 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 okay, so that, that's, that's what they're... <laughs> That's that should be the debate. That that should be the discussion. But that's not the discussion. The discussion is about free speech now, and misinformation, and and they've moved beyond this idea of what vaccines are supposed to do and why we need them. Well, Saki goes on, relative, you know, related to what you're saying. She says, "Let me give you an example. The false narrative that remains active out there." about COVID-19 vaccines causing infertility. Something we've seen out there flowing on the internet quite a bit, and other places as well, which has been disproven time and time again. This is troubling, but a persistent narrative that we and many have seen, and we want to know that the social media platforms are taking steps to address it. 
that is inaccurate false information. See, I tire for the straw man in my head, for the, that relative that doesn't agree or understand that this is true. I tire of the even the thought of having to go back to find all the myriad of instances where public officials have lied. Well, 60 right. Minutes in the 70s did an expose. This is how far it, how, 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 how things have changed so dramatically in, in uh, news media. Mike Wallace, I think, was the one that did it. They did an expose on the swine flu vaccine that was rushed by the government in the 70s, agencies in the, the 70s. And they had like the 79 some, pandemic or found something? a woman who had been paralyzed and had Guillain-Barre syndrome and they amped it up and they made it's, it's diametrically 100 percent the opposite of what we would see today. But that was 60 minutes back then. Well, look, and and, and they interviewed the, the public officials and the public. We're talking about federal officials like I think CDC head or whatever. I can't remember. And and they just flat out lied and they caught him in their lies and they put they put it on television. Right. Well, even now, only and like that's one instance, only like 12 years later. It's pretty well known that the 2009 pandemic was fake. Let me just remind you of a few other big ones. I did not have sex with that woman. Oh, weapons of mass right. destruction. Oh, right. too big to fail. Do right. we have? Must we really remind the public of how disingenuous, well, deceptive these people are? But let's. Here's another thing, though, with with her statement. We don't know. We don't know what these vaccines will do long term. Nobody well, besides, knows. Yeah. Besides that, they're, Nobody a, knows. they're experimental, and they say they're experimental. So on one hand, they want to tell you. <coughs> These are authorized for emergency use, and it's experimental. On the other hand, they're trying to force everybody to take right. it. Well, France, she, she falsely France, claims that they've been FDA approved. France, Jen Psaki does. Oh, she did. Yeah. France and Greece are, are passing laws right now that are causing massive protests, which should right. be news in America that thousands upon thousands of people have taken to the streets in France and Greece because they're trying to mandate the vaccines for shopping and for well, going yeah, to Yeah, you have to have a COVID and, pass just to go to the grocery store. Yeah, like literally... This is but, happening now in Europe. But this is what bothers me the most about this. She says it's been disproven time and time and time again. Well, it hasn't been disproven because, again, we don't know. We don't know the long-term health effects of these things. I know, but when you're White House press, press secretary, you can just say whatever you want. You but can that's pull what, it right out but of but your— see, But she's not the only one doing this. This is what you, you see this all the time, just saying that was debunked. Okay, well, let me see the debunking then. See, see this would be an opportunity for her to say— you know, if you want, you know, reference reference the studies, reference the the numbers, reference something. But she doesn't do that. She just says it's debunked. Right. But that that's but it's worse than that. It's not just it's it's debunked and off with your head if you d decide to disagree with and it. And then that's, here's the other that's thing. That's where we're at. Here's the meat of it that really bothers me too. And and who? Let's say okay, it is false. Let's accept that it is false. You still don't get to delete it from the internet. That's my point. It's you aren't morally or legally authorized to delete that information in fact, from the internet in fact, or anywhere else. In fact, it's immoral to do so. It is. It's immoral to shut it down the, the conversation. It is, it is the right of every one of us to be wrong. We can be wrong, and we can say things out there that are wrong. Now, does that mean you can deliberately make false claims? You can. Yes. There are just consequences for that, and that's right. why we have English common law courts. But see, what they want to do is take the consequence from saying, let's say you're you're selling something, and you say it's guaranteed to give you antlers. 
or you know, Red Bull got in trouble a few years ago for saying Red Bull gives you wings when everybody in the whole world knew it was just metaphorical. It was, but just marketing. And, and having a marketing background, there are so many, so many regulations on what you can and can't claim in an advertisement. It's a little bit absurd. But it, the, they want to change the consequence from, hey, we're fining you for making these false claims about your product or selling a faulty product that you knew was faulty to you're not even allowed to have a product at all. They're trying to shift that. And when it comes to speech, look, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words are violence. Sorry, wait, did, I think I messed that up. <laughs> but they're they're taking words and and ascribing the they they want they want words to have the same repercussions or punishments or consequences as actions. Well, not just that, but they want to just shut people off. Well, right, like, right, just right from the start because they're saying that words that like harmful misinformation, misinformation, isn't isn't harmful. It's just words. It's ideas. People are smart enough to take those ideas and to figure it out in their in their own minds. That's the whole point. That's the whole well, point. For you Christians out there, let's just recap. Revelations chapter 13. We've talked about this before on the program, and there's a few terms that you, we wanted to term from to uh, the few terms that we ought to define from the Greek from Revelation chapter 13, verse 17. First is the agora, because uh, Revelation 13, 17 says that no, no one would be able to buy or sell without the mark of the beast, mm -hmm. right? And, uh, I'm not saying that we could do a whole we could do a whole program here on the book of Revelation. That might be kind of fun. I don't know if this is the place, but this is the place. I'm I'm, I'm now embarking. This is the right place. I'm now embarking upon a, a little bit of a tangent here. But for for review, it is my opinion that the book of Revelation is not a timeline of the end times. The book of Revelation should be viewed as a cosmist text that is sort of an overview from the war in heaven of the of the cosmos the way the system is organized meaning the 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 people and personalities involved in the war between the gods of light and the the evil ones the satan and his minions the the watchers the people that corrupted this world and it goes from the kind of from the beginning to the end and it starts out with john the beloved on the earth being shown the heavens. So that's what the first 10, ten uh, chapters roughly are about. And then it sort of switches into the war in heaven stuff. And then it talks about the wrapping up scene, which is in scholarly terms called eschatology or a discussion of the eschatological war. But we get a lot of fear created around, it's, it's needless fear created around the book of Revelations because you have a lot of people running around saying, this is this and that is that, and this is the beast and this is the mark of the beast and whatnot. I'm telling you that the mark of the beast has been going on from the beginning, okay? And it's the book of Revelation be, should be looked at, in an, looked at in an abstract way where the, there are patterns that apply cyclically at different times on the earth, and they definitely do apply in the end times. And I do think we're in the end times, and we should be looking at it in an eschatological sense. But it is nothing new. As we just pointed out earlier, 
when we were talking about censorship and how, how this has been going on from the beginning of time. Well, anyway, by way of review, the words to buy or to sell, meaning you can't buy or sell without having the mark of the beast, are, are very, very important to our discussion. The, the word to buy is agorazo, and what that means is to frequent the agora or frequent the marketplace. It does not mean to buy. It can mean to buy, but it does not just only mean to buy. It means you cannot frequent the marketplace. Or, or well, agorazo means to frequent the marketplace. So to not be able to agorazo means to not be and able not to frequent just, the marketplace. You're not just talking about a market where you go and buy bananas and milk and cheese. You're okay, talking we're not about, talking about Walmart. Remember the ancient state. You're the ancient talking about world. the public, the public forum. Remember a the ancient world. Speak. The ancient world was uh, a hierocentric world. That means the agora, the town center, had the temples and it had the market, and that was where everybody went. Was into the center of town. Their towns were all laid out in a in a in a religious way. They they followed. Hugh Nibley talks a lot about this. If you want to read Nibley's work, uh, go grab a book, Temple and Cosmos, for example. That's a that's a good place to start. Read the whole thing. Read all the read all the essays. Read all of Nibley's stuff. It'll take you a couple of years, but uh, <laughs> and then you got to read it again so you can start to understand, start to understand it. it. But uh, some of it. But anyway, the uh, the point is the town was laid out in a certain way, usually in the form of a cross. You had the the main center point, and that was around that was where all the important stuff was, like the the temples, the religious stuff, and then the marketplace would would encroach on that. And so, if you wanted to talk to people. Because there was no Facebook, there was no internet, there were no telecommunications, maybe not even carrier pigeons at the time. You go to the center of the town, which is called the Agora. So that is what it means to agorazo, to frequent the marketplace. Right. And you would buy there. And then the next term to sell is pole, poleo, okay? which means to barter or exchange or sell or to conduct business. So it could also be translated that no one would be able to frequent the marketplace and conduct business. Actually, it's an or. That's an or. They would not be able to frequent the marketplace or conduct business if they did not have the mark of the beast. Okay, so when you exclude people from the marketplace, you are liter literally fulfilling the words of John the Beloved here, about the mark of the beast. You, if, if you're one of those people that's going to exclude people from the public discourse, <laughs> well, you have the mark. Okay. So, okay. That's a, that's a clear indicator of somebody who's not on the right side of this war. Well, Miss Saki, hmm. Okay. Question from reporter, follow up from what we just said earlier what we quoted from her question and then has facebook been as proactive as the white house would like in terms of response to those flags saki says well i think as i noted yesterday phil so some reporter named phil unless she's just like saying phil phil there is more there are more steps that everyone can take in other words nope facebook's not doing a good enough job or in the words of joe biden facebook is killing people but she goes on to say and I would just note, again, this is a responsibility of officials speaking, of course, on behalf of the government. It's the responsibility of members of the media. 
It's the responsibility of citizens and civic leaders and people who are trusted voices in the communities around the country. That has a broad definition. Social media platforms is one of them. And as we know, it is also there are also areas where a lot of people get news and information. Sometimes those are accurate news items reported by some of your outlets or accurate information shared by a neighbor. Sometimes there's information that is not. It's hard to discriminate. What are we as in like we second know, grade this here? This is not a new issue, but it is it is an issue that is impacting people's lives. <laughs> Remember the Canadian guy that was like, the lockdowns are actually so people can't gather and exchange ideas. Yeah, I remember <laughs> you showing that. I don't know if we linked to it. I think we did a couple so, weeks it's ago. It's sometimes hard to find this stuff because it, it, it has a life on Twitter and then... So she says, she goes on to say, so a couple of the steps that we have, and keep, keep what Jordan just said about the marketplace of ideas, the marketplace and the mark, buying and selling. So a couple of the steps, this is Jen Psaki, that we have, you know, that could be constructive for the public health of the country are providing for for Facebook or other platforms to measure and publicly share the impact of misinformation on their platform and the audience it's reaching. Also with the public, with all of you, to create robust enforcement strategies that bridge their properties and provide transparency about rules. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others if you, you know, for providing misinformation out there. So if you get banned on Facebook, you should be banned from everything. That's what she's saying. What she's saying is Socrates is so offensive to the Agora that we are going to force him to drink hemlock. Right. Okay. Taking faster action against harmful posts. As you all know, information travels quite quickly. If it's up there for days and days and days when people see it, you know, there's, it's hard to put that back in a box. And of course, promoting quality information algorithms. <laughs> quality information algorithms. Wow. I didn't ever think I'd see those three words together. I don't know how they work. Of course you don't. None of us do. But they all but they all do know how they work. I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work. I guess she's referring to Facebook people. But they don't really know how they work. So those are some of the steps that we think could be constructive for public health, for public information, for public, you know, the right of the public to know. What steps? She didn't lay out any she steps. She means the right of the public to not know. She just said, we need to do more to make sure <clears throat> that the information you receive is information that we approve. That's all she said. There were no steps out there. See, the, the big thing that's missing from this is some some reporter willing to 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 have that wait what moment and say, hold on a second here. So you're saying that you are the arbiters of truth. You are the deciders. We will be your sole source of truth. That's the difference between America and New Zealand. New Zealand is so fully controlled and the people are so fully um, compliant. At uh, at least uh, statistically, there's enough of them that are are compliant to the point where their prime minister can make that statement and it doesn't like raise any alarm bells. Right. But in America, they're dancing around it, and they've been dancing around it for for a couple and of decades still, here. It, it, that, the, the, that the government is the source of truth. These comments did raise a lot of alarm bells, but only within the liberty, the movement. non-controlled media. Right. See, the problem is that the the mainstream media is not reporting on this. The co- the corporate media. We shouldn't even call them mainstream. I don't think they're mainstream. They're losing viewers like crazy. 
And that's why they have yeah. to do the censorship is because they're trying to maintain control of the narrative. There's kids if, on, I think there's kids on streaming video games on Twitch that have bigger audiences yeah. than if Anderson were, Cooper. If they were not losing audience, they would not have to do this. Well, I think that's part of it. But they're also doing it because they're evil sociopathic weirdos that want us to all do what they say. Yeah, and, and see, remember, my contention was that Donald Trump was allowed to be elected. In fact, we were painted into a corner with him because the Tea Party movement and um, the Barack Obama election and the lack of weapons of mass destruction and the forever wars and the, and the 9-11 stuff had resulted in such a backlash against government by 2011 that um, they, they knew that the public was essentially on to them and that the internet had, had allowed the cat out of the bag. So therefore that changes things that changes the way that the oligarchy has to behave and they have to rein in all these technologies and they need to, they need to, to, it gives them a chance to reset. There's that word. But would, I, would it be a good a great, reset? A great reset. Or just maybe a pretty good reset? Great. No, it's not. You, you misunderstand. The adjective is not about the quality of the reset. Oh. It's how big the reset is. Oh, so would it be a pretty big reset? Yes, yeah, a big reset. <laughs> that's what I'm <laughs> talking about. Would it be about. like a, as big as maybe the pretty big salt lake? But that's not the name of that lake, is it? No, what's the word I'm looking for? The, <laughs> oh, the great, the great salt right. lake. We're talking about like a worldwide reset. So it'd be a reset like that would be great. So anyway, my, con- my contention is Sounds that like we, we were painted into a corner to elect Donald Trump because the oligarchy had Google Analytics as of, you know, circa 2007 or something like that. You well, know, remember, yeah, my, remember way better my computer, than that. Remember my computer that merged into Omniture that then got bought by Adobe? They used to be the big one back in the 2000s. Yeah, that, that, that was right You'd here. Put a, you could right put a here hit, in the uh, yeah, great state of Utah. You could put a hit counter on your website. And then after a while, the little hit counter became out. It got, got out of vogue to have the little numbers. Yeah. And then you'd put a, what we'd call a tracking pixel on there. And then the tracking pixel got really smart. It would start to detect things like the browser. And then they mm-hmm. could start to, they started to engineer demographics. And then... Okay. Those What's of us interesting that, that on the internet. Adobe went from a, a software developer making creative software, which they still do, to also a tracking company. They put a lot of money into that. Yeah. I, th- I think they paid over a, a billion dollars for Omniture. And that was like in 2009 ago. or 10 or 11, somewhere in there. It was a lot of money now. It's a lot of money. You know, it was a lot of money then. But why? Why would Adobe who creates Photoshop mm-hmm. and Adobe Premiere, why yeah. would they invest in tracking software? Right. Anyway, I'm just walking the listeners through the, la- the history of the last 20 years because it's important right. because the oligarchy has had access to the data. They know what people have been looking at on the internet because everybody uses Google Analytics. It was free and it, was, it seemed uh, innocuous, it's not nefarious free. 10 years ago. Free is not free. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, but you, you had all these other platforms, and then Google rises to supremacy. They realize, hey, we, we've got to get everybody on our platform. So they're, they're a clear, massive monopoly. They should be broken up into about 10 different companies. But they, uh, they go ahead, and they, they make this stuff available for free, and they make it really good. And it works against you because they have all the data. And by 2016, I'm fairly certain, I can't prove it, but I surmise that they realized the public was not going to go along with a Bush-Clinton, Bush-Clinton 
whatever. Sure. Remember, Clinton was the the Barack Obama administration was just a bunch of Clinton retreads. We're talking about um, Eric Holder. He was the number two in the Department of Justice under Janet. Susan Reed. Rice. Okay, yeah, Susan Rice. Uh, Rahm Emanuel, these are all Clinton people. Eric Holder presided over the investigation over Waco, Texas. Did you know that? Because Janet Reno recused herself. I mean, these are bad people. Right. And they and they tried to sell guns into Mexico and tried to attack... Oh, they didn't the, try. Okay, they were. They were <laughs> trying to attack the Second Amendment with that Gunwalker Fast and Furious scandal, but nobody nobody talks about these, these things. These are the same people that helped flood the streets of America right. with, with cartel cocaine. cocaine. Eric Holder was held in contempt of Congress and he got away with it. He never had to he never had to account for not testifying. This is like the Maricopa County guys withholding all the ballot information from the Senate. Right. And they're just like they're, they're flipping them the birds saying no, something, Screw you come come and take it. They're they're something telling that, them come and take the evidence. Something that we've realized that that's sort of always been kind of going on behind the scenes and I think is really blatant right now is that none of these people are ever held accountable. Who's going to be held accountable for the destruction of the lockdown policies? God will hold these people well, accountable. Well, I'm, t- I'm, t- <laughs> you're right, but I'm talking about here on, uh, you know, right now. Yeah, there's a I lot know, of people that should be answering some really hard questions. And that's the right problem now. with this world, and facing some very dire circumstances, including local government and health, public health right. people. Get, getting back to my little history, Ron Paul was the last hope for America. That was he was the last good candidate. Donald Trump, for whatever you think of him, I'm sorry. I just disagree. I don't think he was ever going to save us. And he didn't remember none right. of that. None of that stuff panned what out is. Could DeSantis be a last great hope? Another last great. No, hope? it's I done. don't think so. It's over. This is it. Because we're, we're, tw- we're 12 feet off of the cliff. We're 16. We're 32 feet down and we got a thousand feet we're left, the, left we're the to coyote. scream and fall. Yeah. Midair, we are the coyote midair holding up the sign that says, oops. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we are. We totally are. Western civilization is that. And all all that's left is the kicking, screaming, crying, weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth. And so, but, but remember, that's what set us up for this moment. They know, they already know what the public's thinking. They're losing control because truth has a way of getting into people's heads you have to repeat the lies every day you have to repeat them on sundays and wednesdays and right every day of the week and okay? when they really want to repeat those lies what did they do they shut off all other forms of entertainment last year where we only really only had the news and all they did was repeat the lie 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 and, and so it worked it worked our minds are broken yeah because well not I think half of the country's minds are broken. That's what I'm saying. I don't think, I don't actually think it's the other half that recognizes we're being censored. We've got to stop. We've got to, we talked about this last week. You cannot allow it to stand. You need to say, no, that's false. The, The issue is that censorship is proof of a cabal. Censorship is proof. If you're going to censor anything, that's just proof. If you can't have a debate, that's proof. Lucky for us, there's only 12 people that the cabal needs to worry about. Okay, this 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 is remarkable. If you here. believe that there's only twelve people, the White House is interested. This is in. remarkable. So this is a a reporter says, just to quickly follow up on the Facebook aspect of this. You said yesterday. Okay, l- let me give some context. So when he says yesterday, that would refer to Thursday, July what fifteenth, because these these comments we've been quoting are from Friday, July sixteenth, I believe. Yeah, we're late by two days, which means this is a non. 
non-topic on the internet. But, but so he says, <clears throat> you said yesterday that 12... <laughs> I don't know how they calculate this, but this is incredible. You said yesterday that 12 people were producing 65% of the MIFS information That's on vaccines on social media platforms. <laughs> now, this is where it gets great. This is where the reporter really uh, reveals his mind control. He says, do you have a sense of who those people are and are they bad actors like Russia? (laughs) (laughs) Of course they have a sense of who they are. If they've narrowed it down to 12 people producing 65% of the misinformation on vaccines, they know exactly who those people are. I have an idea of at least a couple of them that I'm sure are on the lists. I got to show you this picture. I just ran across an ad here. Look at the one down here. It's a it's a pro vaccination T-shirt. It says, "Don't worry, I've had both my shots." Oh, but then it's a picture of of two liquor shots. Yeah, two, nice. Two two nice uh, shots of whiskey. Okay, so and then and then and then the reporter continues. And Facebook responded yesterday after the press be- briefing. They say that they removed. Look, keep this is so important. Facebook removed 18 million pieces of COVID information. They've connected more than 2 billion people to reliable information. So does the White House find that sufficient? Before we get to Jen Psaki's answer, like 18 million pieces of COVID misinformation were erased from Facebook. By 12 people? 12 people were responsible for 65% no, of 18 million? No, no. I, well, I don't know. I don't know where that 65% comes from. They just say on social media platforms. See, I'm guessing on that fam- top this is of a that family list. Program. You know who's on the top of that list? This makes me want to swear. Alex Berenson's probably on the top of that list. Oh, I, maybe Alex Jones. Maybe uh, Mike Adams. But, um, but listen, 18 million pieces of COVID misinformation. What is the definition what is the standard? What is COVID misinformation? That's the point. Is it when Who's the arbiter if I share if I share a video of Fauci saying don't wear your masks, masks are just a safety blanket, which he said in 2020 That's in March. Is that misinformation? Yeah, because it, it makes it, Fauci look bad. If I share if I share a, a video of the CDC director in March saying I'm terrified for what is to come. Uh, is that misinformation? Because nothing really came after that. Is it misinformation to share uh, a video of Kamala Harris last year, last summer, saying, I, I will not take a Trump-produced vaccine. It will never be safe. A Trump-produced vaccine will not be safe. And well, nobody taking, should take what it. What are we taking right now? Exactly. <laughs> There's a whole compilation, and we'll have to link to it, of people last summer politicizing all of this, saying they would never take a Trump-produced vaccine. Now, of course, it's not Trump-produced. Trump, Trump wasn't in the lab tinkering, right? And, and Pfizer, Pfizer admitted to pushing the vaccine back to only release it until after the election. People have, I think, have forgotten that. How many, if, if this vaccine is what we, they claim it is, how many lives could have been I saved know. if they had released it in August? See, pause for a minute here, because that... That makes me wonder why, if I'm correct that Trump is the heel, and remember the Corona Circus guys agree with me on that, mm-hmm. or that, uh, you know. Brandon Smith from altmarket.us yeah, also has I, that theory. I like Brandon has been very consistent with that. 
idea that his actions and you know what happened during his administration wasn't hey, by the way brandon smith if you hear this podcast by chance or the corona circus fellows or gals or whoever you are if you hear this feel free to give us a shout out <laughs> we'd love to connect <laughs> come, with your audience or come be on the or come be on the podcast we'd love to have you on the podcast the uh, the question is if he really is the controlled opposition, then why are they working so? Why did they work so hard to? Um, and maybe I'm answering my own question. Why did they work so hard to get him out of office? I think it's to cause a war, and I've I've talked about this before. I think that the intention, and, and I thought the war was going to come at the start of last year or this year, meaning right after the election. I thought that they were like there was a good chance. I, I'm not saying I thought 100, percent but I thought there was a good chance, a good enough chance that I went around and talked to some family and friends, warning them of the possibility that the but the, yeah, the events I, surrounding the election could could result in a civil war, and war between maybe, the states. Oh, well, now that we're a nation, right? <laughs> You're right. Could result well, it would be more of a civil war because it it'd be Utahns fighting Utahns and, and Michiganders fighting Michiganders. But, but, but look at the way the, the way the United States behaves now sure, is more right. like I'm, I'm being yeah, and I'm you're just, you're right. You're right. I'm you're just right. Poking we in we the need eye. to we need to bring that up every time. I'm glad you bring that up because people need to realize the war in the eighteen sixties was a war between states. If nation had states. A, yeah, nation states. And if we had a war now, because of the way we're governed, it's essentially a civil war. I well, go ahead. Finish your thought. Well, the point is that perhaps it's it's harder. Perhaps the the controllers, the technocracy, the oligarchy realizes that it, in order to induce a people like America into that state, that it's it's significantly more difficult. And so, the point about the Trump election and everything and all the events that have occurred was to make the right angry enough to fight back right. and Ill to illegitimize the government because they've done it in the open. That's the thing. They've done it out in the open and it's clear that we have an illegitimate regime. Now I would contend that we've had illegitimate regimes for a long time, but it's right, clear right. now to half of the country that there there's an illegitimate government or there, that there is immoral activity and collusion going on at the top levels of government against essentially one half, or I would argue, sixty percent of the country, that's being uh, subjugated by their mind tyranny and their physical tyranny. So that might be why Trump was so publicly disgraced, and why all the details What's, it's, came out but didn't come out. You know, I think you're right in the sense that they're finding that what they thought would maybe spark people on the traditional right into violent to take violent action uh is a lot harder than they thought or maybe it's going to take more but i also think that there's a lot of people who are just still sound asleep and aren't being roused out of their coma i mean we live in the one of the reddest states in the union and has there been there's never been a real big protest here you mean red as in Republican? Yeah, it goes red in the election map, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Which is how Spencer Cox deceived everybody into making people who just vote Republican kind of brainlessly into thinking that he was a conservative Republican. Well, I think a lot of people are realizing but, that Republican does not mean moral. It right. Does, I don't even want to use the word conservative. Right. But see, even here, even here, there hasn't been big 
demonstrations. There's been some smaller ones, which were dismissed by the government as, you know, dangerous insurrectionists. Yeah, well, I guess I got to I got to walk back my last statement. I guess conservative is a good if you think of conservative in the sense of conserving the rationality and decorum and well, or, the, order of the society, even though it wasn't perfect. I mean, because we're we, we're like a, a broke we've broken off into into pandemonium right. and anarchy uh, disguised as uh, a medical tyranny. I mean, right. Well, and these wor- words have been so ruined, you know. Like 60 years ago, liberal meant for, like uh, someone who supported freedom. You know, now like, they call it a classical liberal. If you look up the definition of classical liberal, it basically describes like a, a liberty-minded... Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson would be a classical liberal. Liberal meaning liberal in the sense that there should be things permissible. Meaning, you know, you're mm-hmm. liberal in, the, in your use of government power. Or I'm, I'm sorry. No, you're you're, you're liberal. Illiberal. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're liberal, liberal in, you're liberal in people, defense of freedom. Right. What See, people are allowed this... to do. What ideas are allowed to float around town. What what actions? If I want to, if I want to go stand on the street corner, and hold up a vile racist sign, I can do that because I'm not I'm not physically hurting anybody. I'm not taking anybody's. Now someone might come up to me and punch me in the face, or ask me to take the sign down. I might burn you down. Or worse, paint, paint I paint you with red paint the, and burn you down. But what would you know if someone did that? Because because racism is one that's used to really just bludgeon people over the heads with, or the the idea that there's this widespread white supremacy and everything is racist. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the correct response would be for people to ignore it, or for maybe someone to come up to me with this and say, "Hey, you know what?" I think you should take your sign down. And let me, you know, I think it, it's, 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 it's offensive. It's offensive. You're not accomplishing anything. They could present an argument and I could say, no, I don't agree with you. And they could say, well, I'm sorry, that's too bad. And that's where, that's where it ends. They don't have a right to punch me in the face because they don't like what I'm saying. And I wouldn't have a right to punch, to hit them with my sign if they tried to stop me from saying it. Is that right? Right. So then... I guess what is the what what sh- how should we be reacting? Let's how should we be how should we be responding to harmful misinformation, conspiracy theories, and lies with pure knowledge, which shall greatly enlarge the soul without hypocrisy and without guile. So we should be deleting these. Po- Wait, sorry, what? <laughs> uh, truth compared to lies that's the problem you get you got to put them side by side and let people decide what they what they believe the truth is and when you when you get to the point see the history of the world is rife with misinformation it's rife with error and it's always masquerading as truth and it generally right. tends to drown out truth in a lot of ways truth is for for, for the very open-minded for the for the pure in heart what that what truth does is it sinks in quickly it's like hey oh well, I'm willing to repent. I'm willing to change my mind, and the and the righteous. This is Second Nephi chapter twenty-eight. The righteous receive the truth with gladness. Right. The wicked take the truth to be hard, and they don't like to hear it, so they want to stomp it out. They don't want it well, said. And truth, we're all equipped. <clears throat> we're all equipped with the ability to recognize truth because it speaks to our spirits. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be said a lot, but but error can error or sin or 
falsehood can drown it out, and well, that's that's the history a of the world. Signal versus noise, right? Right, and the and the idea is that that the error becomes, or the the misinformation, the falsehood. We're talking about real falsehood becomes so prevalent, and the and the society like um, animals or you know, peer pressure, like kindergarten, whatever, they, they then drowned out and browbeat the truth tellers to the right. point where they don't, they don't say it very loud and they don't talk about it very much. Yeah. How, how many follow-up press conferences have the Bakersfield doctors had? Right. You know, and they were right. They were right all along. But the, say that again. The Bakersfield doctors were right all along yeah. this is this is april and is it was it april of last year it was april march or april May. of last year so almost 18 well 13 14 months ago these guys months ago these guys were right all along and fauci knew they were right fauci's emails that came out which were came and went in the blink of an eye admitted Me, not that they were specifically right he doesn't mention them but he mentions the same ideas meaning that they hit the public th- these these very alarming uh you know emails that were made public only only made it into the corporate media for about a second and the corporate media spun them as yeah. oh look how look at all of the stress he was under it's like well right. he was the, covering his tracks ba- literally covering shows, his tracks yeah the fauci emails basically show a cover-up it shows a manufactured crisis. It shows all kinds of uh, flip-flopping and and uh, essentially mind control going on, and and they knew it. Panicked. He was panicking. He was but, panicking because things were not going the way he wanted. He was not panicking well, over he a was, pandemic. And he was panicking that he was going to be implicated in the Wuhan lab fiasco, which he is implicated in. He's he's not implicated. I mean, he's he was involved. He was neck deep in that stuff. Here's something I want to point out on truth. I have a conversation yesterday with some friends and family that truth truth does not produce confusion and uh, disappointment and frustration and anger and fear. Truth truth provides light and peace and knowledge. Look at the people that are pushing all of this crap, all of these lies. All of this misinformation. Look at the people who are pushing it the hardest. They are not happy people. Remember we talked about last week, men are that they might have joy. The fruits of all of this, this pandemic theater, this panic theater is not joy. It's not light. It's not peace. It's fear and confusion and division and anger. And the people pushing all that stuff are not preaching the truth. Right. By their fruits, you shall know them. I, I would, I would uh, agree in general with what you're saying, but say that to take a different angle on it, that, that I would, I would uh, want to modify or um, qualify those statements. Truth does produce confusion. Truth does produce sadness. It does produce... Anxiety. Well, I know what you talk. I know. I, I know what you mean. When when you are in the paradigm of falsehood and you're presented with the truth, see that's right. the Holy Spirit saying to you something's wrong. It's funny because if you're Mormon, you and if you've if you've had any time in Mormon callings and leadership, especially with the young men or the primary or whatever, teaching the kids, 
you remember that we talk about the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit being a voice of a warning, that, that at some point the kid's going to be at a party in high school and there's going to be drugs and alcohol right? Ah, right. at the party, maybe loud music. And, <laughs> and the Holy Ghost is going to warn them and give them a bad feeling, an icky feeling. And when they feel that, they need to leave. So we, we teach the kids that the, that the fruit of the Spirit in that sense can be a bad feeling. But then after that, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but in every other adult discussion, we always trot out those, those scriptures about how the fruit of the Spirit is peace and joy and love right. and all this stuff and, and that it's not, never going to cause us any anxiety. I submit that the Spirit speaks to every person and that what you're feeling, your emotions, have to do with what truth you've already assimilated compared to what truth you're receiving. Because if, you, if you're coming out of a paradigm of darkness, like if you, uh, let's talk about it, vaccines, for example. Most people in the country believe that vaccines are helpful. If, if the anti-vax, or if the, that's the way they've been labeled, if the doctors who disagree are correct, and that the vaccines are unnecessary and they're actually causing more harm than good, that's an uncomfortable truth to right. confront personally. So that's that's my no, and, and I, that's I'm my qualification I is that you 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 can it can make you feel. <clears throat> but, but once you once you internalize it and accept it, then the peace comes. Then the confidence comes. It's like oh okay, breath of fresh air. I'm so glad right, I worked. Right. I, I, I worked through that because now I can continue my life in a better direction. I can can I can. It, the 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 part that's that's difficult right now is waking up to the the truth and then recognizing how far society has gone and that you are an outcast right there's and i think there's a difference between <clears throat> what you're describing and the vitriolic anger and, and I agree. Fear, That's why fearful saying, nature of the people pushing. I, all I of only this. want to qualify your comments right I'm not and, saying I, and that I, you're wrong there's I'm, a there's a great example of what you're talking about it's a I don't know if I send it to you, but it's a, there's a video, and we'll link to it. I don't know who this guy is, but he has a cool accent. I think he's Scottish or Irish. If you're Scottish or Irish, and uh, I get whatever this guy's accent is wrong, forgive me. He might be some some variant of English accent. Anyway, he he says <clears throat> he says he's in mourning for the life he used to live, and. For and he says, and for unforgivably the life I took for granted, and he's in mourning because his kids will never know the life that he grew up with. And I think that's important that our our kids and their kids, <clears throat> if this doesn't change dramatically, they will never know the freedoms that we that we grew up taking for granted, and the freedoms that so many people right now are cheerfully giving away, and even saying that they'll gladly gladly give them away if it means that we're safe from a virus <laughs> it's like we 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 are acting as if there has never in the history of mankind been a virus <clears throat> well, and, and this has not even been a bad again, virus the empirical data shows this is on par with the seasonal illnesses that's so, the problem the empirical data proves it there's something that there's a there's a verse in the book of mormon moroni chapter 10 which is a pretty famous you know if you've ever been on a lds mission You've shared this this chapter with people. It's the it's the last chapter in the in the entire book. And there's a single sentence that I think that we as believers, whether you're LDS or not, I don't think we truly take 
to heart and that we don't fully appreciate. It's Mariah 10.5, and it's simple. It just says, By the power of the Holy Ghost, ye may know the truth of all things. I talk to my, my kids about that, and I say, does that mean the truth of all religious things? Does it mean the truth of all churchy things? Or does it mean literally mean the truth of all things? If it means the truth of all things, and we can know, we can cut through the noise that is the news media, that is the propaganda, that is the misinformation, disinformation, conspiracy theories, and lies. That's my government voice. That sounded more like Yosemite <laughs> Sam. I say, I say. But can the power of the Holy Ghost teach you, teach the truth or know the truth of all, all things? Yes, of course. So why aren't we relying on that more? Why are we leaning so much, even within church communities, leaning so much on the arm of experts and doctors? Well, turn, on the, turn off the mainstream media. The question is, which voices are you allowing to, um, to influence your mind? I mean, that's why I, why I said that truth, truth, gets, re, truth can take hold after but, one iteration, but, but often it needs, it needs a little bit of time to sink in. But... Falsehoods masquerading as truth have to be repeated daily or weekly in your church meetings, in your, um, at your schools, in, in your PTA meetings. They, they have to be repeated all the time on the nightly news. You need to be re-inculcated with the programming all the time. Why do, they, why do they want us to have so many shots? That's a good question. Is it because the shots need to have some nefarious objective that they need to be repeated i mean if you think this is the end of the shots there this is the new well this is the kickoff for the new flu shot every year there's going to be a variant uh trudeau what's his first name justin his dad was prime minister of canada too right pierre trudeau wasn't as anyway i don't remember trudeau um just a few days ago has put in orders purchase orders with pfizer to purchase millions of vaccines with options to continue purchasing them into 2024. So people can continue to get repeated shots. He's talking about boosters. He even says these are boosters. So you're going to need at least a yearly booster. That's not a, that's not a vaccine. That's a flu shot. That's the, that's the, these flu shots that are kind of been around forever. Those are big cash cows for these companies because they can, Prop, they can push them out every year, and every year, you know, there's a new variant of the right. flu, right? And the, the the flu shot that you go down to Walgreens and get has about a 40 to 50% chance of even being effective against whatever variant because they just guess. It's sort of like a, a retailer in September trying to guess what the hot Christmas toys are going to be mm-hmm. and taking a guess, and sometimes they get it right, and sometimes they just don't have enough Cabbage Patch Kids because they didn't know they were going to be popular. Yeah. So they're pushing this so hard. There's a lot of, you can ask the questions why, and there's a lot of answers. You could just say, well, it's just pure profit. It's easy money. I mean, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, they, they haven't had to spend a dime well, on well, advertising. I'm, I'm going to just briefly mention this and link to it. One of our listeners, Whitaker, who's been on the program, he uh, sent me a video between some German guys and an American guy named Dr. David Martin. 
and the German main German guy was Dr. Fulmich, I believe. And they just went, they let Dr. Martin talk and went through how he, his research has shown that this uh, coronavirus, which is the cause of the common cold, we've talked about that yeah, before. There's, there's has, four, four or five major coronaviruses that have been circulating forever. He, he found something like 4,000 different patent entries related to this coronavirus outbreak that were um, in, they're in the patent U.S. Patent Office records for the last 20 years. And his assertion is that this is just a manufactured outbreak. And remember, Bobby's pointed out the way to end the pandemic is to stop testing. Mm -hmm. If we just weren't testing for it. Remember, we started testing uh, spring of last year, and that's when the pandemic took off. If we weren't testing for it because asymptomatic people are asymptomatic, that's this would a, be a that, small that's thing. That's a big word for healthy. Yeah, because healthy people don't spread it and don't get sick. Or well, at least. Yeah. The, if, if we weren't testing, then this would be a non-issue. It'd be just like any other year. So he, he shows how they've set this up to profit from it. And um, it's, worth, it's worth a listen. It's, uh, it's very interesting, but right along the lines of what you were just saying. So getting back to some free speech, because look, we're being told, we're being told that free speech, and there's some comments down here by Saki that we need to get to, but we're being told that free speech should take uh, a backseat to safety or health or wellness. And uh, so let's get back to, so the, the reporter says, is Facebook doing enough? you know, by removing 18 million pieces of COVID misinformation. And Saki says, clearly not, because we're talking about additional steps that should be taken. So additional steps beyond removing content would have to be punishing the producer of those contents, or even not the producer, but if you just share it, right? And frankly, this is Saki, and frankly, information that media organizations could deter, and she cuts herself off, could decide whether you're going to report on or not. I'm not talking just about the misinformation storyline. I'm talking about these individuals. I'm talking about, you know, how prevalent the spreading of this information is. So she wants to target individuals, you, me, listeners, everybody else. The public has a right to know. <laughs> she says this. <laughs> they have a right to know what we determine they should know. That's what she's really saying. Well, this is, says, there's, a, there's, a very, there's a very serious psychology behind this. <coughs> they, they want you to think that there's a model citizen out there, like that there, and, and that may be a little voice in your head trying to tell you everybody else is doing this or everybody else is doing that. That's a, that's a manufactured psychological construct, a marketing construct that there's this, that there's this ideal person out there. This, this tiger could be a very much a paper tiger. It could be as high as 80% of the country is going what in the heck is going on right this is bullcrap the public has a right to know that's the point we're making and we're dealing with a life or death issue here which in her mind gives her and the administration she represents carte blanche yeah do whatever you want and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information obviously there are steps they have taken they meaning facebook they are a private sector company they're going to make decisions about additional steps they can take. It's clear there are more that can be taken. And she admits earlier that they're 
making sure those additional steps are taken. Isn't I, I'm almost positive there's a word to describe the collusion or when government and corporate corporations, government corporations collude together against the citizens. I'm certain there's a word for that. I just can't think of it, but I know I'm anti whatever that word is. <laughs> there's a little bit of debate over what fascism really is that's or what the word. that's what the word fa- what fascist really means it comes out of the roman fascist that's that bundle of sticks that they put the axe in the middle of you can see it on the uh in the in congress you can see it on the abraham lincoln monument it's on it's on the front of the throne that he's sitting in isn't that strange that lincoln's sitting in a throne <laughs> uh anyway the fascist it goes back to the roman empire and of course it's all about force so but but Mussolini I think is the one that famously stated that it was the marriage of corporation and state and people will argue that 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 term is out of context but in essence that's that's what it always is is the oligarchy controlling both government and corporations and so that's that was one of the points I wanted to talk about and I don't know if you want to talk about that right now but what what is public versus what is private if if Facebook or say Apple computers has enough money to pay a billion dollars to every congressman and senator right and it only takes about you know ten or fifty thousand dollars to catch them in a an indiscretion and, right. and get blackmail on them well, if these companies have that kind of influence and they do use it, they do spend that money behind the scenes on government regulation. Who is the government? Right. What is the government? Right. Well, Where, re- related to that, it just came out that Nancy Pelosi and her husband have like tripled their wealth based on investments, stock investments in companies that she has influenced. That That's the, common. It's, it's very super common, common for but people to go into... But it's not common for it to... to it's not common for it to come out about someone like Nancy Pelosi, yeah. who Cruella DeVille of Congress. Well, same thing happened with Harry Reid. The, uh, the same thing happened with the Clintons. They go into into public office, paupers, and they come out every, multi-millionaires. I think it's almost universal that every senator, congressman, they all come out wealthier than, than they were when they went in. But that's why an understatement. That? Far wealthier. How? Why? Why they only get paid like less than a hundred thousand dollars salary? How are they getting wealthy, Jordan? <laughs> Do you want me to spell it out for you? <laughs> <laughs> See, we would go to jail if we did what Nancy Pelosi did. People do go to jail yeah. for doing what she does. Martha Stewart went isn't to that jail. Her name? It's called she insider went, trading. She went to jail for doing that. Yeah, it's called insider trading. I mean, they, they get their money back via book deals, speaking engagements. There's a wide oh, variety right, right. of ways to grease the skids here. But but yeah, who is the government? Well, the government isn't the elected people this, that we send to Congress. This is a discussion that was usually anathema to Republicans in, you know, say 10, 10 years ago. I remember coming from that paradigm. It's like, oh, come on, corporations. The the left always wants to paint yeah, the, the the corporations as in bed with government, and they're spending all this money lobbying or remember whatever. Remember the Occupy Wall Street guys? Yeah. Like, that was kind of the argument they were making, right? Yeah, it's the, they're, and, and people talk about the revolving doors, and generally it's the Republican Party that brushes it off. The, the Democrat Party would... The thing about the Democrat Party that's hard is because they, they seem to be like the blatant liars. Like, you have to... <laughs> 
you have to really be willing to to drink the Kool-Aid or or handle cognitive dissonance if you're following the Democrat Party. I always thought that growing up that it was far more logical to be Republican because the Democrats were so di- so clearly disingenuous. Sure. But well, you know, the old the old saying is that the, the Democrat Party is the evil party. The Republican Party is the stupid party. Have you heard that? No. Uh-uh. Well, I think it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I think now now, especially among the Washington, D.C. elite, like, say, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer or Mitt Romney, the or, Democrat Party is where it's at. Well, it doesn't matter what party they're in. They're why all cl- they're all colluding against you and me to make our Mitt lives just, difficult. Yeah, why doesn't Mitt just switch parties? It's because he's having such a because he can get elected here. He, yeah, but he's he's getting away with it here, right? I, and Spencer right. Cox well, has got it, away with it here, and it doesn't matter. He can get elected to a seven year or six year uh, Senate term, and he can well for heaven's enrich sakes, himself he was a gov- lot in six years. He was the governor of New York. Massachusetts. Massachusetts, excuse me. <laughs> one of those. He was the governor of one of those corrupt states back east. Massachusetts. How do you get to be governor of Massachusetts as a Republican? You run on a pro-abortion, pro-universal health care platform. Gun, gun control Which is platform. Which what he did. Yeah, he ran on a Democrat platform. Well, there, there's a statement I want to get to here with Saki. Go ahead. And then I think we should get to the Surgeon General statement. Because I think it all... It all, it all this podcast in. can go wherever you want it to. It go. all funnels into the question you just asked, though. Who is the government? In the UK, this is hilarious. Okay, Boris Johnson. Somebody send that guy a hairbrush. But <laughs> Boris Johnson was elected as sort of the UK Trump, right? Kind of a... Uh, uh, he was a pro-Brexit. Um, he, just, he just represented everything that was... He represented the only option that was different than what the statists right. were presenting, and and he turns around and he's and clearly a statist. But he he, I don't know. He had COVID or he caught COVID or SARS. They put him in the hospital last year. Yeah, they made a big deal out of it. He recovered just fine, and then of course he gets both doses of the vaccine. I don't know which one. Probably Pfizer gets the vaccine. Famously, you know, gets it on TV, and then this last week. He comes out and says, my phone has alerted me that I've been in contact with someone who tested positive, and so I will be going into self-isolation. This See, is man a, has the vaccine. This is a man who had and recovered from the virus, so he has oh, natural Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. He has natural and And he took and the vaccine, immunity. so he's got whatever that is, and he's going into self-isolation. Who is the government? This is the prime minister of the United Kingdom. Who is the government? It's a little app on his phone that tells him to self-isolate. And he is... What if the little app on his phone told him to jump off of the, the, into the Times River? Oh, he, he would never do that. Is it Times? Thames? 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 The Thames. What if they told him to do that? What if it told him to climb Uncle Ben and pretend to be King Kong? <laughs> would he do it? There's there's no there's no logic behind his actions, but he gets on there on this video and he's like very somber and I must his hair's flopping everywhere. You can't make this up. The guy looks like something out of a. I I think I texted you the other day. We are living in a movie script. Oh, we really are. And January sixth was very scripted. By the way, that was a very scripted event. 
and the aftermath of it was very yeah, scripted. It's a, it was a setup. The uh, the coronavirus thing has been a, uh, scripted. It's just playing out so slowly that you can't believe it would be a script. So there's a question from a reporter, and I his name is Peter because she refers to him, but it doesn't. I wish it said who who asked these questions. But this man says. Speaking of uh, misinformation in the announcement from yesterday, how long has the administration been spying on people's Facebook profiles looking for vaccine misinformation? <laughs> and she, she used the, Yeah, she gets upset that he used says, the word well, spying. She goes, well, that was quite a loaded and inaccurate question, which I would refute. And he says, inaccurate how? And she says, well, Peter, first of all, as you know, we're in, we're in a regular touch with a range of media outlets, which is completely irrelevant. And he tries to, and he says, and we expect that the White House, and she cuts him off as, and he says, is watching Fox. So he says, we expect that the White House is watching Fox. She says, let me finish. And he goes, but I don't think, and she says, as we are. And then he says, people posting on Facebook expect that. And finally, she cuts him off. And she says, as we are in regular touch with social media platforms, this is publicly open information. People sharing information online just as you are all reporting information on your news stations. So, so, so her, her, her rebuttal is that it's public information, therefore it's not spying. Well, Facebook isn't public information. It's a closed network. It's a walled network, a walled right. garden. They have, they have a... It isn't the same as po- posting online. That's the whole... They have an intricate. They have an yeah, but also when you join and when you start to talk to people, you have this intricate apparatus that allows you to tell what's public, what's private, who you're supposed to be talking to, right? And so you know who's supposed to see your stuff. The 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 and I think this is what Peter gets at. You know, when people posting on Facebook expect that because if the what they post is only going to to their friends, to their friends, friends on Facebook, they don't what they don't know or don't expect is that someone from the the White House, White House, or the NSA, the CIA, the Department of Defense, the Surgeon General's office, or wherever is not only seeing their posts, but also seeing the behind the scenes. Right, you're supposed to be having a semi-private meeting. Right, it's as if you were in an auditorium. And you were expecting that your words only went to the auditorium, it's, but Big Brother was listening to that We have to, to remember what Edward Snowden revealed. And what he revealed to be absolutely accurate was that these agencies can tap into your screen. They can watch you scroll up and down your computer screen, your iPad, your iPhone. They can see your text messages, your emails. They can see your... your uh, Ten years ago, they could do this. Right, and we're doing it. He describes... Edward Snowden describes sitting there watching uh, uh, a guy on a watch list through the guy's webcam. So imagine you're sitting across from him, right? You're looking at him through the computer screen, and the guy brings up his kid, his little boy, and sits him on his lap, and they're just looking at the internet or something. And he remembers feeling like he's just wrongness, the wrongness about this. But that's okay because he's just posting online, right? Jen Saki, Ms. Saki. And so she says... I'm sitting here reminded that I don't have a little piece of tape over the right. cam, cam on my... But, my thumb's on it right now. So Peter... It's off. Peter, the reporter, Hello. says... Goodbye. Peekaboo. He says, these 12 people who you have on a list, 12 individuals, do they know that somebody at the Surgeon General's office is going through their profile? Remember, she said just five seconds ago, people have a right to know. (laughs) 
And she says, I'm, I'm happy to get you the citation of where that comes from. There's no secret list. Well, no, it's not secret. It's, you just told us it's public. It's a public <laughs> list. I will tell you that these are people who are sharing information on public platforms, on Facebook. Information that is traveling is inaccurate. Our biggest concern here, and this is where it gets really bonkers, our biggest concern here, and I frankly think it should be your biggest concern, is the number of people who are dying around the country because they're getting misinformation that is leading them not to take a vaccine. And he says, but, and she just rolls on, young people, old people, kids, children, this is all being, a lot of them are being impacted by misinformation. Remember, this this uh, virus, theoretically, if it really is the virus, because remember, everybody that died had, on average, 2.6 comorbidities. Right. So but, 96% of those people had comorbidities. So this is a 99.9% survivable problem but my, that people are dying from. My, my contention, and, and, and she kind of, well, let, let me finish her. Okay, first. I'll stop interrupting. No, 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 you're good. No, I'm this not going to, I'm just done. He I'm says, done with the podcast. <laughs> he says, hey, we should each do a solo episode one of these days. See what happens. <laughs> I do a solo so you know I, I've mentioned I like to ride bikes and hike and stuff and you okay. went on a hiking trip when I go on I've thought about putting a little microphone on my collar when I'm on my bike and just recording out loud this inner monologue man talk about watch lists yeah well I, I like I better when keep I mow that the stuff lawn in, yeah. I, I think of the yeah. lawn mowing as therapy so right that would <laughs> the government is bad <laughs> free speech so he says he follows that up because she just she doesn't even address his concern she just says people are dying okay what's that got to do with you spying on people people are dying what it's like gavin newsom gavin newsom will will eradicate death (laughs) yeah right if we just obey we would have gavin newsom you know the other day there was a shooting outside of nationals park in washington dc where the Washington Nationals baseball team play. There was a shooting. I saw that. And it caused panic inside the stadium. The game was put on hold. People actually... They actually had to suspend the game till the next day. Yeah, so... uh, Fans went crazy. The irony is they they they, they kicked people out of the stadium. Over to where the shooting (laughs) was. Where the shooting was. (laughs) Anyway, and, and I think it just is a demonstration of how sort of panicky and flighty we are right now. But Gavin Newsom said... The most illogical thing, he said, a primetime baseball game was interrupted by a shooting in our nation's capital. This is what happens when we try to get to a post-pandemic normal in America. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. he tried to relate the shooting to the pandemic? No, to a post-pandemic normal. What he's, I, I don't know what so he's what, trying to... So the shooters were not wearing masks? I mean, what uh, were they not vaccinated? I don't know. Were the people that died vaccinated? Because if they were not vaccinated... That's probably why they died. I don't know. I have no. It's a. It's this. 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 This logical fallacy of these things being related. Is he saying that it wouldn't have happened if there wasn't a crowd in the stadium? I because think, the shooting had nothing to do with the baseball game. The, just shooting happened. Are you sure? The shooting was just your typical DC gang violence, which is one maybe, of the most violent cities in America. Maybe somebody wasn't liking the. Maybe somebody had made a bet on the game and they weren't liking the way it was going, so they interrupted it with gunshots but they didn't interrupt the game the, the, the shooting took place outside of the i know stadium. but that caused mass pan, pandemonium to the point where the i saw the announcers were saying 
remain calm, right. stay in your seat, right. stay in the stadium. They, they, it was outside, and they put on a big announcement, and right. everybody, everybody's ducking I think and cowering. Initially, I think initially, because it was so close. And, you know, these baseball stadiums are outdoors, right? And they yeah. usually have these portals that go right out to the parking lots and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think initially maybe they thought it was in the stadium. Well, I'm sure that's what all the fans thought. They, they well, they've been we've been primed. But I still don't know what that has to do with the post pandemic well, normal. Yeah, but we've been primed like a tinderbox. We, it's right, you, right. You, we're you remember flighty. how we're panicky. Remember in Scouts, did you ever learn how to, well, or just from your dad maybe learn how to build a fire? Mm-hmm. You put a lot of really dry little tiny things together, right? I, you create what we, what we call tinder, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. if you're really good, you just got so much tinder that all you have to do is spark it. Or light a little match, and boom, the whole thing goes yeah. up. That's yeah, we, that's America. Yeah, and that's the that's Brandon the world. Smith theory, the Corona Circus. That's what we've talked. Yeah, we about. talked about it. We are we are being but, primed but the, but, for but some. But the but the, the some, some just in, I know this is wasn't your point, but in and of itself, that's what the stadium event proves. But for the, I didn't I didn't hear about Gavin Newsom trying to relate that to the pandemic. Right, and and I'm trying to remember why I brought that up, but well, because it's ridiculous. But yeah, I guess it's just, he's just like, he's reaching gen, like they're Saki here. It's just saying people they're are reaching. dying so we can spy. And he's saying, look, there's a shooting because COVID there's this COVID. Everything's going to be blamed on COVID. So he, he says, this reporter says to her, the big concern though, I think is a lot of people on Facebook is that now big brother is watching. And she says, she gets really, if you watch the video, she's really annoyed. I know. She's, that, not, that, she's that, not good at her reporter, job at all. The reporter makes an accurate statement. And she says, they're more concerned about that than people dying across the country because of a pandemic where misinformation is traveling on social media platforms. That feels unlikely to me. If you have the data to back that up, I'm happy to discuss it. See, here she is trying to build a straw man for what the normal, acceptable Joneses or Smiths or whatever out right. there, these these model citizens, they want there's, you to think there's a model citizen out there that just does everything the right. government wants. Nobody's worried about their rights. People right. are dying. Nobody's worried about their rights. And you shouldn't be too. Peer pressure, again, this goes back to the whole uh, thing about the Holy Ghost. The uneasy feeling you're feeling is definitely the Holy Ghost right. telling you there's a problem. And the the point about um, peer pressure is that it does not go away after your mission or once you've reached adulthood or whatever. It's, in fact, way worse after high school and after middle school and after elementary school than it was in the secondary schools or the primary schools. Excuse me. Secondary school would be. Uh, middle school and high school, primary school is elementary school, right? Is that not how they term it? Anyway, and then you've got uh, college education after that. But for some reason, especially amongst Mormons, there's sort of this idea that that K through 12 or pre-mission life is dominated by this peer pressure. And then after that, we're, we're supposed to just be good global citizens and and follow along with this common this construct of what it is to be a good a good citizen and Saki she's she's playing on that psychological meme or or mm-hmm. archetype or whatever that is not who you want to be you right. if, if you were raised Mormon if you were raised American whatever like me and Bobby here we were brought up to be free independent thinkers doesn't mean that we have to be uh, rugged individualists to the to the detriment of our society and ourselves, but we were supposed to be free and independent and moral, 
and be able to coexist in a positive way that that brings about good outcomes in society and not in a way that destroys truth and cements an oligarchy that will continue to steal our rights and kill our our families, our children, our people. I mean, we have no idea what the result of these these uh, experimental mRNA shots are going to be. We just simply have no idea. The been people have only the had pu- it for six months. Yeah, they've been out in the public for a very short period of time. In we, fact, they you, you could argue they've only been out for three to four months when they really went mainstream, right? I've pointed out that the, the environmentalism is eugenics rebranded, that, that, that there is an element of this oligarchy which may have control that is very anti-human. Oh, yeah. And they intend and to make a sacrifice that. to their gods. Right now, kids are being sacrificed. Kids, their, their well-being, even their lives, their health, their wellness are being sacrificed by these people. Well, there was a study done in uh, the UK that the, more children committed suicide than were killed by coronavirus right. over the last year and a half. Even right here in Utah, Happy Valley, mental health problems are skyrocketing. And, you know, Dr. Angela Dunn just puts her head in the sand and Spencer Cox, no, 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 it's just because of, it's because we hate each other on Facebook. Face, <laughs> Facebook is killing people. <laughs> They, Spencer Cox said that, as they, well as D- President Biden. These people, w- whether you liked the the pre-COVID society or not, it had all kinds of faults. They intend to destroy it. They intend to make right. a massive reset of how society works, and it is not good. And not good. And right now, and we've talked about this, but right now, this is it in real time. So the reporter, again, follows up. He says... Okay, he says, okay. And we'll just, eventually get through this. Just about things that are on Facebook. I looked this morning. There are videos of Dr. Fauci from 2020 before anybody had a vaccine, and he's out there saying there's no reason to be walking around with a mask. So is the administration going to contact Facebook and ask them to take that down? She says, well, at first, I think what Dr. Fauci has said himself, who's been quite public out there, is that science evolves, information evolves, and we make that available in a public way to the American people. And he says exactly, and she says, I've never seen any data to suggest that, that the vaccines cause infertility. That is information that is irresponsibly traveling, okay? Until it evolves. Right. But see, her, her response is, is absurd because it's, it's this gaslighting. It's this deliberate confusion. Well, just in that two-minute two-minute exchange you've got her taking one position and then taking the other position right. science evolves and the and the reporter very so politically yes no. calls her on it yes or no the video of dr fauci saying we don't need masks in 2020 yes or no is it misinformation well i'm just going to sidestep that and say something else and act like i'm saying that's that's the value She's never this, seen data. this press secretary's value is her ability to string together somewhat coherent words and make it sound like like and and keep a straight face. That may that may be her main superpower. I have never is to seen... keep a straight face while saying bullcrap. <laughs> well, and I wish the and then press contradicting would laugh yourself at her face. and going into Just circles. Laugh in her face. I mean, she's the same person who said that Joe Biden got more votes than any presidential candidate in history, and he ran on a pub on a platform of of law enforcement, public safety, of of supporting the police. Right. <laughs> Right, right, right. Just blatant falsehood. I have never seen data to suggest that the vaccines cause infertility. Well, have you seen any data to suggest that they don't? Science evolves. Science. I'm air quotes. Air quoting it. This goes on. We'll we'll link to this transcript, and, and the videos are out there. It's pretty frightening because what we have here, 
I always think of what we have here is a failure to communicate. <laughs> That's from uh, Cool Hand Luke. Oh, okay. <laughs> what we have here is in real time, remarkable collusion of, of social media, traditional media, and government to our bite to decide what is and what isn't permissible information. We're not even talking about truth. It's just information. What do we have access to? What can we yeah. what can we read and see, hear and see? You know, you got the you got the three monkeys, this hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil right. monkeys. Mm-hmm. They're taking they're they're grabbing the hands of the monkeys and putting and forcing their hands over their eyes mm-hmm. in their ears, in their mouths. This is and we're the on. we're the monkeys. We're this, being told what we can say, what yeah. we can't. Not even what we can say, but what we can hear, what we can, what we can decide is truth, or yeah. even is right for us. Because there are certain things, like the vaccine, that some people might think I I should take this. I'm vulnerable. I'm obese. I'm old, and I have other comorbidities. I'm going to take my chances on this. That's good. That's fine. That's your decision. But the, the, the flip side of someone saying, I'm young, I'm healthy, I don't have comorbidities, so I'm going to pass, is not being respected. You can't even make your own decisions on, on how to act, how to and behave. And where, where are all the pro-choice women out there? My body, my choice. I mean, where are they? Here's, the, here's what they do, though. They could say, my body, my choice, because it doesn't affect another person. But your decision not to get vaccinated is dangerous because you could affect, infect somebody else. Never mind that you're literally killing another person with an abortion. So that's how they get around all that. that they say that it's a public civic duty to get vaccinated because otherwise you are a super spreader. A doctor here in Utah, I don't remember his name. His name is not worth mentioning but he said one of the most disgusting, vile things the other day. He said that you unvaccinated people are going to get the Delta variant. You're going to catch it. And now you need to decide. You need to decide which five to eight people in your family you're willing to infect with this deadly variant. That's not how it works. That's not how viruses spread. But of course, Dr. Dunn, the former state epidemiologist, now the head of the Salt Lake Health Department, repeated that, said, this is spot on. No, it's not spot on unless you're an evil, manipulative, beep, bleepity bleep who is trying to make everybody afraid. That is not the science of, right. of, of viruses. That is not how they, you don't just decide, okay, I've got this. Now I got to choose five to eight people. That is yeah. a remarkable R, R not. <laughs> Right, oh. the R zero R not value. Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> explain explain what R not means. Well, it's the it's the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, my mind's gone blank. The contagiousness, and an R not value of one meaning that if, if if you get sick, you're likely to infect one other person. Right? Do I have that right? I think so. Anyway, to say that that five to eight people in your life will get infected if you're unvaccinated. And, that, and what he's implying is that you're going to seriously harm five to eight people sure, sure. close well, to you. And that, that's it's obscene. That's it's a good example. That's a good example. Uh, they might all be asymptomatic. I mean, uh, <laughs> the uh, the thing that is so salient, so remarkable about the, the the events of this week is how out in the open this is, 
And that's why Bobby's quoting from the Saki conversation. And so the manipulation has been going on for a long time. We're talking decades, centuries, oh, yeah, I mean, whatever. Was it Ari Fleischer? But, was was the Bush uh, spokesperson, the press secretary spinning the WMDs? Wasn't he the guy? Like this is not new for these, yeah, yeah. these people in these roles to be yeah, doing this. The, the, the point here is that as far as America, as far as the United States is concerned, we have an expectation of how information is supposed to be handled in the public square, which is that the government shall make no law. Meaning well, they're not. That, 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 that is generally taken as you have a right to free speech. But the point is the government is not supposed to interfere. There should be no government comment there should be no government <laughs> apparatus or any governmental interference um, in the subject. I'm laughing because they there's a Babylon Bee headline. You know, Babylon Bee is a sat, satire Yeah, we better site. link to those guys. They say that the, the White House the White House is skirting the First Amendment free speech protections by allowing Facebook to run the gulags. <laughs> that's what, but that's, we laugh, but that's really what's happening because you're right. The government shall make no law. We all have the right to free speech, free assembly, freedom of press. It's not supposed means, to exist. It's not supposed to interfere. And so the way they're getting around this, and Saki says it out loud, we're in contact with Facebook and other social media platforms and, tra and traditional media platforms, informing them of what the narrative, the proper but, narrative but the way, needs yeah, to but be. But the way you're framing it makes it seem like the, the White House is in charge of the narrative. And that's, that's the big mind game with the public is that somehow the elected officials, they won, so therefore it's legitimate, and they are the ones instructing Facebook. No, they're not. It's the oligarchy. It's the well, bankers. Well, it's the sure, right. You know right, that. Right. And that's, that's another aspect of this that's so maddening is who is the, who is the state? The state is... It shouldn't exist. We should not have this apparatus. We shouldn't even be having this discussion. Well, and we should have a bunch of competing Facebooks and competing currencies. But, but because the people somehow have been convinced that the government at large is an arbiter of morality and truth and, and, a, and a righteous one at that, now we have a problem. They take your money and they use it against you your viewpoint or against you, literally against your persons and your property now. That's where we're at now is that they're taking your life force and using it against your person and your property and your children and, in, and, and enslaving the race. That's where we're at. Right. Well, we have to ask ourselves, why are they so, you know, we've talked about coordinated things. And right now you've got Saki saying what she's saying. The CD or the Surgeon General is saying almost the exact same thing. Always be wary when you see a synthesis, a synthesis, a convergence. The the Surgeon General, this was the same guy. Well, is it the same guy? I don't think so. Is it? Did Biden appoint a new sur Surgeon I think General? We got a different one, but they're both black, right? This guy's like like Indian. Oh, like, he's Indian. Uh, okay, yeah, we his, had a black. His name is a black guy, Vivek Murthy, and he looks like he could be like Indian. Or Pakistani descent, something like that. I'm, I'm not sure. We can look it up, but I don't really care. Doesn't matter. But the Surgeon General last year, last February, says stop buying masks, stop wearing masks. But this guy's now saying, 
He says that rea- the reality is that misinformation is still spreading like wildfire in our country, added, aided and abetted by technology platforms. You know, he uses that term deliberately, wildfire, because wildfire is something that every summer there are wildfires and we're, they're, you know, presented as very scary and destructive things, which they can be, but they're also natural. Most wildfires start by lightning and are very healthy for the forest. Some are, some are started by people. Some are started deliberately, like some of the ones in Oregon last year, <laughs> in order to further a narrative. But, you know, he goes on, he says, oh, the Delta variant, and this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So it's your fault if you don't get vaccinated, just like it was your fault if you didn't wear a mask, just like it was your fault if you didn't socially distance, just like it was your fault if you didn't shelter in place, just like it was your fault if you spread misinformation online. It's your fault. And I'm wagging my finger because as one author I read recently said, a a million wagging fingers is tyranny. There's a couple articles that we haven't mentioned that we should link to. One of them is on The Federalist written by Mark Shansky. Shansky? I'm sorry, Mark. I know you're listening. Uh, I don't don't know how to say your last name, but it's, it's really good about some of this tyranny. And then the other one is called The Pandemic a panic of pan panic oh my gosh that's a lot of pans pandemic of panic and i will find that one and link to it that was linked in the city that was in the city journal but they're good reading we don't need to get into them but so murthy this is the the surgeon general um again he's talking about just how it's all misinformation health misinformation harms people's health that's that's a true statement in in you know, like how about the food pyramid? Did that harm people's health that we should all base our diets on grains? What about, uh, <laughs> I mean, come they on. Should, the the, the US... government shall make no law. They should not have a presence. There should not be any interference. There should not be a health department. He also okay, goes on. All, all of you well, of do-gooders, there should not be a health department. But what about an restaurant that doesn't clean its surfaces? Then don't go. What about they serve rotten food? Sue them. <laughs> Lawsuit. He also, and I'm looking to see if it's quoted in this. I, I just did a quick search. This is a Guardian thing where it quotes the Surgeon General. But he goes on to say that the Rockefeller Foundation is going to fund some countermeasures. I don't know if we already mentioned that or if that was in our little So now the Rockefeller Foundation, in in conjunction with Facebook, is going to control the information. Keep in mind, the Rockefeller Foundation funded the testing, a lot of testing, and you know the great state of Utah was on the was a part of the pilot program of what was originally called, if I remember right, the Interstate Testing Exchange, which is then called something else. Right, and again, remember the tests were necessary to foment the fear and cause the the not cases but positive tests to promote. Ad nauseum every day to, to make this pandemic, to so make the, it a pandemic. This, That's what was required. This unaccountable foundation was funding state governments to do certain things. And what we don't know, and no reporters bothered to ask either Governor Herbert, who signed on to this thing, Governor Cox, who I assume was was in on it or you know knew the details, Angela Dunn, Richard Saunders, who's the health department leader, or anybody else. They haven't asked anybody. How much money did the state receive for the interstate testing exchange? What are the terms? Okay, the Rockefeller Foundation isn't just going to hand him a check and say, good luck, you know, spend it wisely. There's going to be terms. How many tests 
were funded by this? What are the strings attached? Are there incentives on a number of tests that you must that you must uh, administer to get more funding, a second round of funding? You know, these were the antigen tests, and those were the ones that that the state used to manipulate and hold sports hostage for high school athletes. You had to, high school athletes had to get tested regularly in order to play. If you objected to that or if you opted out of that, you were forced out of the sport. Now, high school sports are important to high school kids. They're not going to look at this equation and say, I'm going to stand on principles and opt out of my senior year where I'm getting recruited by major universities. Or not, or want to be recruited, or want to be recruited, whether they're being recruited or not. It's is my chance to be. It's my chance to shine. These my chance kids, to to be look, recruited. These kids dream about playing varsity sports since they were little kids, and they work a lot, and their families spend a lot of time and money on these sports. It's a big thing. You think they're going to say, "I'm willing to not play because I don't want to get a Q-tip in my nose"? No, they're all going to do it, and. So they use those to inflate the test numbers. Now, I think there's probably similar things happening with vaccines. Cox is obsessed with this arbitrary, a number he claims is arbitrary, 70%. And they came out triumphantly recently, said, we did it. 70% have released, have received at least one dose of the vaccine. And then a few days later, he says, never mind. It was a data reporting area. We're only at error. We're only at 67%. I'm like, what difference does it make? What is so important about 70%? Well, my guess is that some kind of financial incentive from it's somebody. Also, it's a supermajority. Right. And supermajorities get all kinds of stuff done but in it, politics. But it's still so misleading, though. It's have received one, at least one dose. So, and, and they, they, they double count the dosages, right? So if, if I go and receive both doses of the Pfizer vaccine. That's two people that's received that's one dose. That's two doses. They'll count that as two. Right. So two people have received one dose right. if you receive one vaccine. So... The, the point here is that... Half of the people have received the vaccine. But the point here is that there are undercurrents of information that we don't have access to. Jen Psaki says we have a right to know. People have a right to know, but we don't. Well, we, we do, but we're not being well, the, told. Well, we're the not, problem is that information gets censored once it comes out. We're not being told all the whole story. She, what she's really saying is people have a right to know what we deem they can know. And anything else is misinformation. Disinformation, conspiracy theories, and lies. Well, so the question is, what are the countermeasures the Rockefeller Foundation is going to put into place? I, I that don't are know. Going to restrict yeah. your well, they're going to. I'm sure they're going to. I'm sure they're going to fund public relations campaigns, ad campaigns. You know, and they're probably. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. How, they that. don't think, need any money. All I you need this, is the strong arm of the government to tell Facebook to delete this, 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 and this, and do algorithms with keywords. This dovetails with the uh, World Economic Cyber Polygon exercise. I forwarded you a really long article, and w we can link to it, but uh, I'm going to make a note here. What? Well, yeah, and you're talking about the anonymity one? That Yeah, the point is that internet shutdown is looming, but and when they reopen it up, it's not only just going to be their approved sources of information, but it will be reopened up with, and, and maybe this will happen in stages. Maybe it's not just going to be one big event. If we'd had, if we had to do a two hour movie on it, we'd make it one big event, but these things tend to play out over, over a matter of months or years or whatever. The idea is they already have in place 
proposed structures to remove anonymity from the web, meaning you will have to have perhaps even a biometric idea to access the internet. Think about that. Should you or should you not be able to be secure in your persons and your papers, Fourth Amendment, and be anonymous and be left alone, or should you have to register like gun control? Should you have to register to access the information superhighway? Unless you're... The only people who want to be anonymous are the people who have something to hide, Jordan. Everybody has something to hide, Bobby. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Why are you wearing clothes right now? (laughs) Why are you wearing a shirt and pants? You know, it's interesting that, you know, people get criticized online for being anonymous, right? It's like, I saw something I, I liked. It said, I'm suspicious of the people on this platform, meaning Twitter, who aren't anonymous. <laughs> but yeah, anonymity online is very important. And people say, well, that just means that people are going to use it to say stupid things. And okay, fine. Then you can block or ignore those people. But yeah, the point our, is not. But, but we we should be anonymous to the government, all always in all aspects. But we're not. It's not. It's not necessarily about anonym, anonymity. That's the point. The point is so they'll know exactly who is saying what and who they can turn off. That's the. That's the reason right. for the lack of anonymity. It's not. It's not that they want to be like, oh, this troll over here. Instead of being. Um, Bobby Flood one two three four five six seven eight. You know, and then that's a that's some sort of a fake name. We would never use fake names on this program. But <laughs> but if <laughs> but you know, so th- th- they're not saying, oh, we need to know exactly who Bobby Flood one two three four five six seven eight really is on this uh, internet forum about biking because right. he said something about the vaccines. It's not it's not that they can track. They'll track you down. They have the they have the resources of a nation state. Of course, th- they can find you right now. The point is, they want to be able to shut you off immediately and just completely disconnect you from or, the society or from the worse, or worse they can ruin your your life i mean it's one thing to get banned on twitter oh, well big deal right you can still yeah it's another thing to have the outrage can, mob they standing have, on your front they line. have the power to ruin your life and make it impossible for you to get a job impossible for you to spend your money well like the gab use a credit card like the gab social network right. guy here's they, a, they've made it impossible for him to earn a limit living just so i'm not Making baseless claims, right? So there's another, there's a, in a Washington Post article, it says, at Thursday, it just kind of glosses over this. At Thursday's briefing, Murthy announced that the Rockefeller Foundation has committed to spending $13.5 million to counter health misinformation. What's the name of that article? Uh, I don't know. I'll send you the link. Okay, you're going to have a lot of link sending to do. But it's funny, because then it just moves on to another thing. Well, it's the, like, whoa, 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 hey, wait a minute. They're not just spending $13 million. See, this is this is an announcement. You, right. You guys, to morph, to modify, to transform a society from one set of expectations to a whole another set of expectations, to make to make a free and independent people a docile, subjected um that's the article. Okay, to, but but you see what I'm saying here is to to turn a, right. a nation like America into a herd of sheep that is willing, like cheerleading its own slaughter. That yeah. takes time. That takes decades. That takes a great We're, deal of effort, and it takes a, a pre-messaging. You've got to pre-message it. You've got to seed. Like, how many of you people are um, have children, and use the tactic with your kids when you're like at a family 
or family member's house or friend's house, you, you tell them, hey, guys, uh, we're going to be leaving in 15 minutes so that you can, you can get it in their minds to be ready to leave rather than having a big yard argument when it's time to leave. How many of you pre-message to your own kids? This is a common, very common tactic. You'll, you'll set them up. You'll say, hey, you know, we don't need to talk about it right now, but I want you to know this summer you're going to do X, Y, Z, or next year in school, I'm going to have you take this class. It's so that you don't have to have a big fight over it. They can start thinking about it. They may want to, they may want to argue a little bit. They may want to, uh, discourse on it. But the point is that is a very valid way to, to diffuse dissent or confrontation especially in a family. It's actually a positive thing in that sense. But when we're talking about shifting our ideology away from one based on natural rights to where we just willingly give our our heart, minds, and souls over to an oligarchy where they can vaccinate us and kill us at will and and say who gets to talk and who doesn't get to talk, that's a, that is an entirely different problem. In fact, that's a, a massive societal moral problem that has already been addressed and it cyclically gets addressed throughout history. And we in this modern era have the greatest country in the world or the most powerful country in the world because of the, the, the freedom ethos that the founding fathers were able to get um, planted in the American mind but early the, on. The, the founding fathers owned slaves. So we need, there's no such thing as freedom. Okay. You've got, I wanna, you've got something. There. I, well, this is a, this is an article. This is an excerpt from an article. Again, we'll link to. This was a few weeks ago. I found it on v- Zero Hedge. I don't remember what the original source is, but we'll we'll link to it because I saved the link. But it says, and this is this is piggybacking on what Jordan just said. It says naturally there would be one official reality that you would force everyone to rigidly conform to at any given moment in time, but you would change the official reality frequently and force everyone to conform to the new one and pretend that they had never conformed to the old one. And then once they had settled into that one, you would change the official reality again until people's brains just shut down completely and they gave up trying to make sense of anything and just tried to figure out what you wanted them to believe on any given day. Who's talking there? Uh, The article... You're going to have to send me a link to that one. The article was written by... um, uh, C.J. Hopkins via the Consent Factory. It says, authored, and then in parentheses, somewhat satir- satirically. I don't think it's... Um, but it, but it's called The War on Reality, and um, the article is. But think about what that, what I just read, and think about what Jen Psaki said about the, the Fauci mask video. And she says, well, the information evolves. The science evolves. The reality we want you to believe evolves, and tomorrow it evolve again. Think about the Wuhan lab theory, you know, the leak theory. Okay, that was originally taboo. You couldn't think or believe that. Now it's sort of the accepted uh, uh, coronavirus origin story. Think about uh, asymptomatic spread. Think about the vaccines. You know, last year at this time, summer 2020, you know, the election was heating up. And you have on record, on video, you have people like Kamala Harris 
people like uh, there's reporters, there's other politicians, Democrats saying, I will not take this vaccine. Trump is rushing this vaccine for political clout. He wants to win the election, so he's pushing this vaccine. I would never take this. Who Who's going to be the first person to stick this in experimental vaccine into the arm of their child? And then you have the same people in January, February, when this vaccine, or even November, when this vaccine started to roll out, saying, got to get the vaccine. It's your civic duty to get the vaccine because Biden won and now Biden can get credit for it. It's so disgusting, but it's it's disgusting on its face, but it's sinister in the sense that it ruins our brains. It yeah. ruins our ability to even figure out what is right and what is wrong, what is true, what is what is misinformation? It's whatever you're told. Whatever we tell you is misinformation is misinformation. Don't do your own research. Remember the Washington Post article? Like, don't do your research. What what was the the funny uh, thing we kept repeating? Like about the the conclusion of that article was like to breathe deeply and imagine a, oh, a, yeah. a positive outcome. Visualize, visualize a positive, positive outcomes. outcomes. Yeah. So yeah, just visualize a positive outcome. And don't do your own research. You know, Chris Cuomo, the CNN reporter and the brother of Andrew Cuomo, the the uh, governor of New York, Chris Cuomo on CNN said, it's illegal for you to read the WikiLeaks emails, but it's not illegal for me to read them because I'm part of the press, which is just a lie. Of course, it's well, not. It's, just, it's absurdity. <laughs> right. It's not illegal to read leaked emails. Well, the, and then the, just look how at many you, times, you think there's a war on truth. Look at Julian Assange, whether you like him or not, it doesn't matter. He's been in prison, in, jail. in prison for years. He's never had a trial. He's never had a fair crack at anything. And why is he being held in jail? Because he embarrassed the establishment. Because he released emails. That's all he did. And other information and documents. He, you know, leak. He wasn't even the leaker. He was a publisher. But and worse they, than that, it's like Snowden. Now, Snowden's is an interesting case, but Snowden. Well, he was smart. He gets out of the country and flees to Russia. But I think, I think that he's been allowed to live a fairly normal life. They could go get him in Russia if they wanted to. So he's a curious case, but, but I think he, he's a truth teller. Yeah, but he also, I mean, if you look at it logistically, he ends up in like Hong Kong, right? And then and then flies to Russia well, immediately. Like he, he Assange was, had been Assange had been antagonizing the establishment, and they got those whole the, that fabricated rape charge and got him. Right. In, they caught him in Great Britain, and he ends up having to go to the right. He, I mean, he should have been and and more careful. I'm not, I'm not saying Snowden that, made some plans because I think he learned from Assange, but he was trying to get to I believe Ecuador, and he was like had to turn around mid flight. But see, he goes on media shows and podcasts. He wrote a book. Sure. Those things, he, that, that book doesn't get, that, that book wasn't a self-published thing. That book doesn't get published without the CIA and NSA combing through it and saying, all right, this is fine. He can say this. Well, there were a lot of uh, documentaries done on Snowden. Right. But maybe, maybe the whole point was he was allowed to normalize what they were doing. Like, well, hey, you, well, it goes live, back you've to got to live with it. We're doing it. Kind of what I said earlier about who, whoever gets to be held accountable. The, the, what was the name of the, the CIA head who lied under oath said, we're not doing this. We're not spying on people. And then of course it was proven otherwise. He was never held accountable. All so the CIA. Heads? I, th <laughs> I think it was, I think you're right. And now that the, everybody in America knows that they're being spied on by their government you and know, just we, deal we with host it. the servers. Just deal with it. Here in our state of Utah, 
Yeah, the, we, the Bluffdale uh, and, NSA know, facility. And they use a lot of water. Here we're supposed to be conserving water. And they use a ton of water to cool those servers. Yeah. And everyone just says, okay, it's fine. I got nothing to hide. Well, guess what? You do have something to hide. And not just what you're hiding with clothes. Because as that little excerpt says, at some point, anything you ever have said in your life is going to be held against you. You have the right to remain silent. What you say can be held against you in a court of law. Well, now anything you've ever said can be held against you, and not even in a court of law. And so you you now need to remain silent. That they're they're screwing up the Miranda rights, and and retroactively applying them to anything anybody's ever said. You know, you have people. Yeah, there was a baseball pitcher a couple of years ago who who had a great game in the all-star game so he kind of projected him you know was was sort of his coming out and is this great pitcher i don't even remember his name right now and then someone found something he said on twitter when he was 15 years old he used a racial mm-hmm. slur or something and they just they just burned him for it it's not it's not new cardinal there's a guy named cardinal richelieu from uh, the 1600s famously said, if you give me six lines written by the hand of the most honest of men, I will find something in them which will hang him. Right, right. So you have a Facebook account, dear listener. Something you wrote on there will be held against you. You all have something to hide. And that cardinal is right. I, I've, I've, I've worked in media and marketing, and I've edited documentaries, documentaries where people speak for hours, right? You do these long interviews. I can make them say anything. I can take something and I can make, I can take 20 minutes of something, not even that much, and I can make them say anything. And that's most of what news is right now. It's soundbite news. Right. Well, now with the deep fakes. Well, and a lot of the the Donald Trump fiascos were simply edit problems. He wasn't right. that bad. Right. I mean, whether again, whether he's controlled opposition or not, he he represented the reason I like him is cuz he represents the anti-establishment vote. Right. And the vote, not necessarily the actual anti-establishment. He, he wasn't, but he wasn't that bad. He, you know, he he was taken out of context repeatedly. He was brash, and 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 people like that about him. But if, but if you if you erase all that, get rid of all of his tweets and look beyond it, his, his policies were pretty vanilla, pretty vanilla kind of Republican establishment. Yeah. There's a few things that I think he did that were okay, and but he wasn't. He, he it doesn't matter. But, the general march is towards tyranny. Right. And this tyranny doesn't just mean like what you think it means, what you imagine like North Korea or the CCP or Nazi or Soviet. The first step or one of the main steps is always information, control information. That's where we're at now. And the next step is going to be criminalizing the people who participate in wrong think. And how do you do that? Well, you round them up. You put them, you make examples of them. You hang them from the bridge right. you or, un- or in the town square. You unperson them. There's a scene in uh, the movie. Did you see the movie Jojo Rabbit? Mm-mm. It's Taki Wakapiti, whatever his name is, the director we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. That, it's a good little movie. Uh, it takes place in, in Nazi Germany. And Taki... He plays Hitler. So you got this New Zealand Maori Hitler. Oh, really? But they make Hitler into an absurd, uh, like, it's, it's comedy. It's, it's this tragic comedy. But, uh, spoiler alert, if you're 
I'm going to give you a little, well, not not crazy spoiler, but in the movie they depict, um, you know, there was an underground freedom movement in Nazi Germany, right? And those people, when they were caught, they were hung in the Agora. They were t- hung in the town square. Oh, yeah. And they just swung there and people went about their business. They were made examples of. Well, that's what's happening now. We're being, people are being metaphorically hung. They're being digitally hung and being made examples of, like the Bakersfield doctors, like Scott Atlas, even before them, like Alex Jones or Milo Yanalapanopoulos or other people who have been unpersoned and digitally hung. And apologies to Milo. I just don't know how to say his last name. He's an, interesting, he's an interesting story. Do you know Milo? No, not personally. Do you know? I mean, do you know? I know who him? you're talking about. He's he he was he's been doubly unpersoned because he he was kind of this famously gay sort of uh, conservative conservative, and he yeah. got unpersoned for saying things. Now he's come out and said, "I found Jesus, and I'm no longer gay." Oh, really? And he's getting unpersoned again for that for <laughs> for the for the you know blasphemous claim I've that Jesus that- can can change your. I, I heard mind. from a from a family friend about a um, a family member who had gone um, to play for the other team and gotten into that culture and then came back and said they were no longer um, gay or whatever and that the persecution for that was almost intolerable like it was one right. thing to switch to right. gay but then right. to switch back was like really bad. So and you I'm not can, trying and to stereotype. You, and, and if you I, switch back, I, I, I and, say this: I know some people who play on the other team that are really nice, good people. That I would not. Sure, I'm not. It's about people, but it's just funny how that culture has sort of that thing going. Well, if you if you switch back or you admit that you have those tendencies, but are keeping your your self distance if you bring god into that it's the the vitriol well, triple whammy yeah you're going to be you're going to be hung in the in the town square maybe metaphorically yeah, that, that, maybe not no but that's <laughs> that's a good point is that that's even worse uh, because just to just to switch back like i i actually know of multiple people in my extended family that uh switched over and then switched back uh kind of interesting it just shows that it's not maybe not as hard and fast of a of an, right. of a thing in every case. As but I think po- bottom line here with portray. all of this, bottom line with everything we've been talking about today is that, you know, you, you talked, you asked what are the, <clears throat> what are the countermeasures the Rockefeller Foundation is going to fund? I don't think they're going to fund the ultimate countermeasure, the only countermeasure, and that's God. God is our only hope in all of this. And to have the spirit of God with us. Again, whether you're LDS or not, it doesn't matter. You you can have that spirit of truth with you. We're all born innately with it. They're funding the other God, the Father right, of Lies. Right, right. I don't think Rockefeller's too interested. <laughs> or, or, or should we say he's funding them? <laughs> right. I will take uh, gold will, and silver will, and buy up armies up. and navies and false priests who oppress, tyrants who destroy, pharmaceutical companies and governments. Rule with blood and horror. And rule with bl- blood earth. and horror upon the earth, yeah. And... Yeah, we've oh, seen that. Uh, have you any money? <laughs> we have sufficient for our needs. Oh, you, 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 you can buy anything in this world with money. Think Including of that. Including scientific consensus. Think of that. Sta- you could buy the entire Congress. You can buy People the United do. States military. If you can buy, if that's a true statement that you can buy anything in this world with money. The big, the NEA, the big teachers union, spent a paltry 50 grand to buy Spencer Cox. It's like 
he's a cheap hooker. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Well, they gave him a big donation. He put them at the front of the vaccine line. He kept kids masked up. Uh, he he accommodated. He so far he's accommodated basically everything they want. I would hate to put words in your mouth, but that sounds like anyway. So that's pretty cheap for the as counter. Far as look, stuff we goes. we always try to end on a, on a good note, right? Maybe not always, but God is the answer. And we've we've taken him out of the equation in everything, even in our churches. Our churches are not preaching that God is the answer. Our churches are saying, be trust good, the doctors. Be good global citizens. Be good global citizens. Trust your governor. Obey the law. Look, but God is telling me, and I think people like us. Something's wrong. Something is not right. You know, Back in March 2020, I think I emailed or texted, maybe I even called you. I said, something is really bad. It's mm-hmm. just happened. I was yeah, I, I was feeling, like we talked about, I was feeling terrible. I was feeling this sense of, of warning and unrest. And I was, and I know I said that the fruits of the Spirit are peace and truth and, and light. And they are, but, but they're and, not. And as you elaborated, <laughs> but there it's is a voice nuanced. of warning. I know a lot of you... The, we, the question is whether that. you're feeling your spirit or feel, feeling the spirit or the emotion that comes right. from a recognition. So what what do we do about it? What do we do? Pray. R- pray, yes, Read absolutely pray. <laughs> no, it's not the primary answer. Right, but, but you should pray and you, you should, should study the scriptures. Study. You should study them with new eyes. But you know what? Look, you, look, but at you the, also, look at how this stuff has been going on. You also need to live the best countermeasure that i can think of right now is to live a happy healthy free life ignore these 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 buttheads one of the things i think one of the reasons that so many of them are so angry right now in late july by the way today's july 19th this is episode 31 i believe or is it 32 i'm i can't believe we lasted this long but one of the reasons I think all these public health idiots 32. and these these governors and people like the Surgeon General and Jen Psaki, they're so mad right now because too many people are ignoring them. Okay? Baseball stadiums are full. Concerts are happening. There was a concert in Salt Lake the other night, and it was packed. And these miscreant, no good... Delta variant spreading. Delta variant fear mongers are saying, this is terrible, I'm terrified. It's like... No, no. You can be terrified, but I'm not going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live my life, and I'm going to go to the grocery store, and I'm going to I'm going to hug people. I'm going to shake hands, and I'm not going to put a mask you on hug my people face. at the grocery store. If I know them, <laughs> I'm, it, I had a funny. Okay, I'm going to end on a funny note here. I went to a small. Um, I went to a small drive-in. Actually, I'm just going to name the name because it's a good little place called called Dick's. You in a drive-in in Camas? You been there? No, it's uh-uh. open. It's 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 like I have no idea what their hours are. It's like it's really sporadic, but it's right it's like in, a burger joint. It's yeah, it's in Camas, Utah, and Camas, Utah is sort of the gateway to the Mirror Lake Highway, the famous Mirror Lake Highway, which goes up into the Uinta Mountains, and you can get to Evanston, Wyoming. It's a great scenic drive. You can access a lot of the Uintas, the North Slope of the Uintas. There's this little drive-in, and I went there the other day, and and it was packed. It's always packed. People going into the Uintas stop there. People coming out of the Uintas. Anyway, we went and we ordered and I sat down. We sat down and I had a, a number 
you know, they call the number. And they called my number and I was getting up to go get my food. And before I could get there, another woman said, yep, that's mine. And she <laughs> took it. And, and she wasn't, I don't think there's any, you know, malicious intent. I think she thought she just misheard. And I said, oh, no, no, that's my number. And I had my receipt. But, and I was talking to the, to the worker who was like a teenage girl, right? Yeah. But she, the, in the meantime, this woman had taken my food and gone outside to sit on the outdoor tables put the food down and her kids had started eating the fries. <laughs> it was burger and fries. And I said, see, it's mine. Sorry. And, and, and the, the girl said, Oh shoot. Okay. And she went out there and she explained the situation to the woman who looked a little bit put out, but she took the food, these baskets, you know, burger. And there's two of them. Me and I was with my son and she took, she takes the food, she brings it back. And she says, sorry about that. Here's your food. <laughs> and I thought for a split second, should I say, can you go make something fresh that they didn't, look at you know, I think in. one of the kids had picked up the bun to like yeah. take a tomato off or something and I and I just thought who freaking cares yeah and, I, and we went and sat down we ate it was fine and and <laughs> not dead yet <laughs> and it was fine and the, the point with that is just live live your lives guys li, li, just live your lives be happy ignore these guys they are trying to wreck you they're trying to ruin your mind the best counter to that is to ignore it. I think be aware of it and then live your life. Hug your grandparents. Be with your friends. Shake hands. Hug. Eat a hamburger that someone else touched. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, how many people in the back touched it? You know, preparing it. Like, I don't know. It's a little greasy dive. But if you're ever in Camas, Utah, you can go to Dick's Uinta Drive-In. There's a joke there if you... <laughs> reverse the names i'm not gonna okay uh, we'll think about that off the air yeah well but, i would uh, i would add to your comments yeah the, we we talked a lot about it we've mentioned it multiple times the the episode of orwell's 1984 when they change enemies midstream midstream mid sentence mid yeah. mid uh information change the science changed fauci yeah. was is fauci was right then and he's right now even though he's contradicting himself right mid sentence in the political rally they change things and they've been doing that with the wuhan lab theory and stuff so i just want to read a couple of quotes here uh because bobby's talking about being of strong mind and and there's a scripture about being of firm mind strong faith and firm mind i believe it's in Moroni chapter seven or eight angels come to those of strong mind and firm faith, firm, strong faith and firm mind, excuse me, messengers, meaning truth comes to those people who are of strong mind and of firm, of strong faith and a firm mind. I'm, I'm just going to stop trying to quote that one, but you, we can't, we can't be swayed by these winds and tossed we, to we and need fro. To, we can't be tossed to and fro and we need to be strong for those people around us. We need to get back to reality. And the reality is that they're jerking us around. That's the harsh, uncomfortable reality. And, it, and it's hard to sell that to people. First of all, Mark Twain's comment, it is easier to fool people than to convince them that they have been fooled. This whole mind virus podcast is trying to convince us that we have been fooled. That is a high bar, a hard target to hit. It is difficult to convince people that they have been fooled. But remember, back to 2 Nephi chapter 28. The righteous receive the truth with gladness. We People are happy to be corrected when they're 
when they're positive, good people. If you're one of those people, remember, it's good to repent. It's good to change your mind, metanoia, to have a shift in your heart mind. That is good when it's a shift to truth. We need to be shifting to truth, and we need to be helping other people have that shift to truth. To it's, have, It's okay to have been fooled. We've all been fooled. Just like it's okay to get the cold. You can catch a cold. It's okay. I to, promise. To be in this world is to be fooled. It is to have the world pulled over, over your eyes. It's right. to be cut off. Go go do a word search on the Book of Mormon. The word cut off appears dozens and dozens of times, 60, 70, 100 times. I, I can't remember. The last time I checked, unfortunately, the Scriptures website is getting a little bit worse on its searching and stuff like that. But it was 60 instances that I was able to find there. This world is cut off from the truth, from the presence of God. It's okay. And it's good to repent. It's, it's a glad thing to repent. It's easier to fool people than it is to convince them that they've been fooled. Be someone who takes the harder road, tries to help people see how they've been fooled, and wherefore we should waste and wear out our lives exposing the hidden things of darkness. This is DNC 123. Right. So the, the Holy Ghost can teach you the truth of all things. You need to stand strong and firm in the truth where you find it. Because... As far as the mass of people go today, the, extra, the extraordinary swings of opinion which occur nowadays, the emotions which can be turned on and off like a tap, like a faucet, are the result of newspaper and, hip, and radio hypnosis. And I would add to that social media and television and internet hypnosis. That's George Orwell. He, mm -hmm. in the late 40s, recognized that the masses were swinging to and fro because of radio and newspaper hypnosis. The same thing is happening today. And in religion and politics, people's beliefs and convictions are in almost every case gotten at second hand and without examination from authorities who have not themselves examined the questions at issue, but have taken them at second hand from other non-examiners whose opinions about them were not worth a brass farthing. That's again, Mark Twain. We quoted this stuff in episode 23, which was entitled Time to Panic. <laughs> well, I, you know what I thought of when, I, when you were quoting that, that secondhand knowledge, and, and I thought again of, we will be a single source of truth. My, my Aus, or New Zealand New accent is getting worse yeah. and worse. But she, she is a real-time example of that. She's telling people, we will be your single source of truth. Well, where are they getting their truth? And they will turn you on and off like a tap, like a faucet. They will change the enemy back and forth. And they have. They the have done it. single source of truth is God. And I'm not saying that as a uh, religious, in a religious sense. I'm saying that in an all truth. Truth, period. All truth. Okay, you have a single source. And it's not Yacinda Ardern. It's not Jen It's not Saki or Fauci. It's not Mark Zuckerberg or Twitter, or the Washington Post. You have a conduit to pure light and truth. Use it. Yep. Use it, because it is the only way to navigate through the noise and the muck and the mire of all of this nonsense. It's remember, the only way. Remember, the fact that they are censoring is proof positive that they don't have a leg to stand on. It's proof positive that there is a cabal, that there's this coordinated censorship is evidence of a cabal, and the fact that they need to censor is proof that they're losing the battle and that they are an illegitimate arbiter of truth. If if they were they're an illegitimate they're an illegitimate source of information. 
if they had good information, then it would be able to withstand scrutiny. It would be able to withstand debate and reason. And because when you can't withstand debate and reason, you resort to censorship. And the next step after censorship is the shooting war. Beyond so politics. It goes beyond politics. Tell your family and friends. Make these state make these arguments to them. There is no line between the corporate entities, the cor- the big corporations, and the oligarchy and the government. Therefore, they are both the government, and they ought not be involved in censorship. None of them. And the fact that they're involved in censorship means that their arguments, their their information, cannot withstand reason and debate. You do not have to censor when you have good arguments. That's it. That's and it, it. That's it. And definitely turn to God. I, 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 I'll echo those statements. We probably should have done those two, our two closing, our, our clu- <laughs> two closing statements in reverse. I well, should have, I should have given the warning and you should have given the solution. Well, the follow up to in, in Moroni 10, seven, it says, I'm summarizing. Don't, it says, don't, don't uh, limit the, the power of God. And that's what we do. We do that even within religious communities. We we are relying too much on the arm of flesh, on the arm of experts and epidemiologists and governors. And are you going to go? To, are you going to go get direction from your stake president when the lights go out? I mean, we're getting to that point when the internet goes off, and we we are all addicted to the information. Are who who's going to be the source of truth? Is it going to be some other guy? I'm not trying to cast aspersions on your stake president or your bishop. Sure, or your, it's just oh, is that the guy? I mean, right. You need to have a relationship with the Lord God now more than ever. End of story. Amen. The Holy Ghost will teach you the truth of all things. Well, we we thank you guys for listening. This is a little bit of a longer one. I shouldn't have, uh, you <laughs> know, been ranting for a I, while. Uh, today, I huh? haven't had any breakfast and just an energy drink. Just a bang energy drink with the flavor of Star Blast. Yeah, go, go ahead and just read the ingredients in that on our way out. That will be good for it the says, listeners uh, to know what you just put in your body. Potent brain and body fuel Star Blast. Uh, these ingredients are printed so small. I, I can't. I, there's no way I could ever read okay, these. Okay, don't do it. Carbonated water, citric acid, natural and artificial flavors, caffeine, sodium benzoate, Preserves fresh. Oh, it preserves freshness. That's what the sodium benzoate is. Potassium. Potassium's good. Yeah. Um, citrate monohydrate, sucralose, EAAs. <laughs> oh, those are essential amino acids. And why? Oh, okay. I was going to say uh, L. There are a bunch of things that man. I ha- oh, and super creatine. Not just creatine, but super creatine. Warning. <laughs> Too much caffeine may cause this drink has a warning label on it. Warning, this is this, more experimental. This is an experimental drink. <laughs> well, I'm not injecting it into my veins, but yeah. I probably should have had some food with it. I'm feeling a little shaky. Okay, know. okay. But um, let's let Bobby go get some lunch. <laughs> but hey, please share this. We appreciate and we appreciate you guys. Chime in on the website. Same thing we always say. Um, Mindvirus.show. Mindvirus.show. We have yet to be canceled. But I think that's because we started out canceled. <laughs> we, yeah, maybe we have been. You know, one more note. The, a, a, a neat thing I saw um, is compared masks to being shadow banned in real life. Don't don't let yourself be shadow banned. And we're gonna link to this this guy with the cool accent who says he was in mourning for the life he lived. It's really important. 
um, his words. Again, I don't remember his name. I don't, he was, but, but it wasn't just like a YouTube video. He's on some sort of news show or type thing. But anyway. Well, let me, let me, let me read this to recap the Scottish guy. I've seen all the works that are done under the sun and behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. That which is crooked cannot be made straight, and that which is wanting cannot be numbered. I communed with my own heart, saying, Lo, I am come to great estate, and have gotten more wisdom than all they that have been before me in Jerusalem. Yea, my heart had great experience of wisdom and knowledge, and I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I perceived that this also is vexation of spirit, for in much wisdom is much grief, and he that increaseth in knowledge increaseth in sorrow." That's King Solomon, the preacher, the great wise one, uh, the writer of Ecclesiastes. I hate, that's an unfortunate truth. It's, it's, a lonely, not, a ha- it's not happy to see the true nature it, of the matrix we live it in. It can be a lonely road, but that's one of the reasons that Jordan and I decided to do this, is to find other like-minded people and to try to, I mean, we don't necessarily need to get, to, you know, to get together digitally or otherwise, but just know that. There's a lot of us out there. There are a lot of people out there, and it is it hurts, but there is peace. God does bring the peace. The truth does ultimately set us free and vindicate us. But in this world of darkness, you're going to fight that, the, the sorrow that comes with the knowledge. Right. And you're going to see that you're standing alone in a lot of cases. But you need to stand strong. There, there are other people out there. If you're listening to this transmission, you, you are the are resistance. The <laughs> right. Well, you guys are the resistance and keep resisting. Keep resisting this absurdity, this nonsense, and this this tyranny. And we will win. The truth always prevails and freedom will prevail. It may not be for a while, but keep, in the end. Keep keep fighting for it. Yeah. In the, end. <laughs> in the end. And 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 part of that is just to know that you stood up for what is right. Whether that's ever recognized in this life or not, it doesn't really matter. But know that you stood up and you spoke out against the tyranny. Future generations will remember the people that did that unless they're completely erased (laughs) which they might be but uh, be one of those people. No caveats truth is the right side, light is the right side. Thank you everybody and we will tune in again next week on the Mayan Virus Podcast Farewell